0: Hi, this is David Steiner, the voice of Granny from Squidbillies, and I never listen to none
1: taken.
2: Have I played this before on the show?
1: Business Ethics. <laughs> no, hmm. I
2: don't I don't believe so. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what movie that's from? Uh no, I don't. Ah, uh, here let me play it again.
3: Business Ethics.
2: It's Adam Sandler. Right. It's from it's the a- academic Decathlon and Billy Madison remember one of the topics was like my wife the cheating whore and then there was like a bunch of other topics of like all surrounding his cheating wife it's the principal of the school all right why don't I just play this clip you know what I ask this question every week I feel like and no by the way nobody ever gives me an answer I know we have um gentlemen listeners that are uh of the community and nobody answers it so <laughs> I say every week is it is it bussy or bussy and i don't know because like by spelling like like bussy makes more sense to me but if it's supposed to be you know related to the female anatomy and just boy so bussy, it, would be more, bussy would make yeah. more sense but like i know i've heard it but i just i haven't heard it enough that like i i i, I go by the that you know what i mean i'm so, gonna lean towards bussy but i not, am too i, I, I don't yeah <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> Don't isolate that. I have to isolate that. God damn it. I just wish I could isolate it for this show. Like, I'm going to want that for other. <laughs> 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 oh, we're children. We're children. We're both in our 40s. All right. Uh, you know what? That's fine. We're we're going to yeah. be grown adults compared to this clip I'm going to play. Get ready, America. All right. Oh, well, are you familiar with this? Uh, are you familiar with this guy? Ga- I know you're not a, a, a southerner, Alan, but are you familiar with this southern gas station chain called Bucky's? Bucky's?
3: Yeah. No, I've never never seen it before. Enough.
2: But you're familiar with it from memes, I suppose, right?
3: Yes. Yeah, for sure.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Uh, they are incredible. Um, you know, like 100 gas pumps.
3: Yeah, a lot of those like uh, truck stop kind of places out there in the Midwest are really cool. I will say, as having driven across the country all the way from California to Arkansas, they got some cool,
2: cool uh, truck but stops. Out. Bucky's definitely takes the cake. It's the, takes king the cake, of all right. it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know their inside is basically like a fucking Walmart. Um, like it's you know oh, they've got massive, they've got I've departments in there. And well, this clip's yeah. gonna get into it, but you know I realize it's spelled B U C. E E, and that's not how you spell Bucky's. I think we've been saying it wrong.
4: We're a bussies. Bussies. <laughs> Look at all this bussy meat. Mmm.
1: Can't wait. Beef up. Get this bussy pop. I love popping that bussy.
5: <laughs> love a mouthful of bussy nut.
4: Mmm. <laughs> I love bussy fudge. <laughs> Ew. Bussy cheese. Oh. Don't let me
1: in this damn house.
2: Should we hit record? <laughs> yeah. One, two, oh, okay. three. All right. You ready? I am ready.
4: Are you recording? Yes.
2: <laughs> Alright, well, you
0: want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. I got all the waves, I snake, got the man. No, that's taken there.
2: Well, that sounds like not taken. I
1: got all the waves, I to the snake, and the train, I got. Welcome!
2: Forgot it's a short one, it's Tuesday, Alan. To Not Take It! The Internet's only debate and current events show with your host, Dustin and Alan. Two political nomads from two different worlds shout out to reverend payton's big damn band for the use of their song ways and means for intro music hey thank you for joining us the time of this recording it is tuesday august 22nd 2022 it's a great day for america (laughs) we are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland. See, that's a coast. All the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California. That liberal over there. Here to recap uh, another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now, wherever you're listening to this. I don't know how you found us about subscribing, but if you are like this, you, you like this, you like this, do it. Hit the subscribe button. Do the plus button, whatever it is. You can find None Taken on all social media apps. Uh, you know, there's one in particular I am sorry to say that we are not a part of, and that is Truth, Truth, Truth Central. Uh, it's a great way to help the show. Um, you know, just tell your buds about us you know, when you're uh, talking about dumb current event stuff. Oh, well, I, I don't know why I have this thought, but these these uh, these dummies over at None Taken said this and. <laughs> You know, they kind of infected my brain, and now I'm saying this. That's how it works, right? Um, totally. This is a, a bang-up intro, I got to tell you that. <laughs> uh, head on over to fungiblenuntakens.com or Arrangements, Nope, com. That's where you can get links to all the merch that we sell. Uh, and if you want to help out the people that help our show, head on over to slickitsdigital.com Slick it's Digital for all your SEO and marketing needs. Alan? Hell yeah. What is up?
3: what is up everybody welcome to the show hope y'all are having a good week uh it's tuesday man we're here it's time to
2: to do the show again can't fucking wait i mean it's been a week for me man how have you been
3: i know dude i bet you're glad uh sunday night
2: was over oh my god oh my god i took that shot of whiskey with the i was like man all week last week i like to do a little shot of whiskey during the intro right before i do the big welcome and i had it and it just felt so good going down my neck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to say throat, but you know, just felt a little insecure with it. Felt you know, a little busty. A little, yeah. I don't. You know.
3: <laughs> uh, let's see. So, what did I get up to last week? I went to Army on Saturday. It was nice. a beautiful day out here in the Bay Area. Listeners
2: that don't know, that's a bar Alan likes to attend.
3: It's it's a brewery. Armistice is actually its proper name, but I like to call it Army. Anyways, went up there, had a few beers, had a burger. They had that cool food truck there. I like with the. Is
2: that, that the mac and cheese food truck? Yeah. No, is that the, the, the lobster food truck? truck.
3: No, the one with the special like Filipino bacon—that that, stuff. I don't think
2: pepper. I remember you talking about that. Okay. Yeah, Is it like pork there, belly, it's... like thick bacon?
3: Kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's called curbside, I believe. Anyways, uh, great day out there again. Beautiful weather—it's like seventy-two or something. Sunny, just awesome. Um, and that's really all I got up to. I do have um, coming up this weekend. I got tickets to a local comedy show here in Berkeley, um, so I'm going to that with Tim. Hell yeah! I'm looking forward to that Saturday night. Just I, I don't know anybody that's.
2: just trying to support the local scene basically
3: yeah um but i'm sure it's gonna be a great time so i'll talk about that speaking of
2: which we might be coming up on a month that one that we went to locally is every month we'll check in on that maybe next week yeah um dude i was on call last week it was i mean it was rough we were able to record the show enough like it was fine we did do that shorter show on thursday with the interview um but the the real the real deal came in over the weekend, man. Mm. Oh, my God. So, like, Friday I worked really late because calls kept coming in that I didn't want to have roll over to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to work a full day Saturday. You're just going to. Shit's going to come in on Saturday. So if you have stuff loaded up from Friday that you don't address, it you're either going to have things that you don't do on Saturday that roll over to Sunday. You know what I mean? Right. I understand. So and it was like, fine, that's fine. So I ended up working until, like, 10, which, you know, you're on call. It's not the end of the world. Right. But it is a long day. Um, and mm, I don't think my boss listens anymore. So, um, (laughs) he decided to schedule work for 5am the next morning on Saturday. and That was the part that was really rough. So I got no sleep Saturday morning, go out, dude, no joke. When I go out there, it's hard to describe. So I won't like get into the weeds of it. Literally something was unplugged. It was like, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So
3: you got out there at 5 a.m. to find out something was plugged Yes, yes,
2: (laughs) yeah. So then I drove out to Cookville, which is like an hour and a half east, but it's super remote, and there's high there aren't highways that connect that to other places. There's just one road that goes east to that, and then once you're there, there's one that goes north and south, but it doesn't go like crisscross like north northwest to southeast. Just so you know. So you know. So once I get over there, I get a call for Cave City, Kentucky. And you probably are thinking, where's Cave City, Kentucky? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Think like an hour and a half into Kentucky, which is an hour from my house. But the main point is from that part of Tennessee, it's three hours to Cave City, Kentucky, and we're talking back roads. Beautiful drive. I would have never done that drive before. I'm so grateful I got to do that drive as someone who enjoys a good drive. I'd rather have been in my Mini instead of a fucking Ford Transit. But uh, so, yeah, so uh, there's no service on that whole drive. By the time I get up there, my phone goes off turns out there was a call for a walk-in freezer that went down back in nashville so i called the guy i was like i'll be there in six hours i don't know man can you get all your shit out of your freezer i uh fix that job i'm on then i drive back to nashville nothing's been taken out of the freezer everything's spoiled i'm just like what the hell and and, um um, can i ruin um a football team named after um american um idealists was Mm. gonna be in town and they were concerned that you know none of the food would go bad for that football team uh they didn't care enough to get everything out of the freezer (laughs) i fixed that by the way i'm really proud of that one um nice but yeah and then then i went to watch the news to see if the were sick playing the titans and they don't play till next week i don't understand why they made this big deal about the game being in town (laughs) yeah i'll spoil all that all right anyways that was that um after all of that i'm like you know what i've been a good boy I'm gonna stop by Taco Bell. I don't know why I did this because uh, the Taco Bell by our house is yourself. notorious for not giving us the right food, and I just oh, it no. slipped my mind. It slipped my mind. Well, the thing is, like, okay, so Taco Bell when they give you the wrong food, it's shit you hate. Popeyes. Mm, always. Popeyes always gives you the wrong food, but it's like a surprise, and you get like a twenty-piece meal you instead. Enjoy of, it. Yeah, yeah, right. Cool. Taco Bell. I so I ordered something. It doesn't matter what I got. I brought. I caught home. And I got two crunchy tacos. I was like, no, oh, no, no. So I drove back like, and and I went through the drive-thru line. I was like, hey, man, because they were closed inside. And I was like, hey, man, you gave me the wrong food. He's like, oh, are you the guy that wanted the whatever box? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Um, the good news is I tried to give him the old food. He's like, we can't take that, which means they were making my food over again, which was right, promising. Right. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the same one right. 30 minutes ago.
2: <laughs> and then he hands it to me with a smirk on his face. And I thought about it. And I realized these guys are always giving out the wrong food. I think that they think that they're doing us a favor. I think that they think that we're get, we're like cool extra tacos because we get to keep the original food plus the new food. He had this like look on his face like, "Don't worry, buddy. I got you. Here's yeah. Don't worry. I here's you the up. I extra." Don't. I was like, "No, motherfucker." Okay. <laughs> like, uh,
3: that's my You're life. Two shitty tacos,
2: dude. I worked so fucking. I worked forty hours Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
3: Yeah, I saw you post on online. You're like, man, I'm so freaking tired. Dude, I was so burned. Day back to back. I
2: was so burned out driving up to Kentucky. I had to call Natasha, and I was like, I just, I feel like ill. Like, I feel like my hands feel numb. Like, I'm like, (laughs) I just, my body feels like, you know, when you don't sleep. Uh Everyone knows that. That's like, yeah, Yeah. for sure.
3: I've done a show like that before.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was a fun one. That was a fun one. I thought you were drunk. Okay, well, people don't tune in to just hear me talk about work. Why don't we play some of our comedy clips, eh? Yeah. Let's All talk. right. I got a 3 threepeat from Thrash because uh, nobody decided to send comedy clips in again this week. Or if you did, I I'm sorry. Any good ones. I, no, that's fine. I was, I, I was more talking to. Uh, uh, oh, I almost said his government name. I was talking about T Bone. T Bone. I don't know. T Bone has been busy, dropping. or maybe I blew up his spot. I don't know. We miss you, T Bone. He has sent in some things, but not as much comedy. Oh my God! I'm get, I'm going to go back to having too many comedy clips now. i <laughs> now, that I'm saying this. Uh, all right. Everybody so, sent us. No, comedy stop! Clips. Don't listen to Alan. Uh, so I got three from Thrash. This first one, I, I just my note says MJ. I'm guessing. Oh, it's Michael Jackson. Okay, this is oh, J. J jason salman jo- wait, wait, which which mj we got mj michael jackson you say michael jordan mm-hmm.
3: i was thinking jordan
2: yeah. uh who else is there
3: i don't know there's only two mjs i'm aware yeah of. that's true
2: mike tyson's a t right mm-hmm. all right well that didn't michael work b johnson oh it's michael b jordan dumbass jordan <laughs> it's right there <laughs> like, all, right. all right well now that you said that it takes the distraction from me starting a dumb game uh all right so this is which generation had the best version of michael Generation uh, X had the best Michael Jackson. X. We had moonwalk
4: Michael Jackson. That is the greatest Michael Jackson ever. Boomers, you
2: had little Michael Jackson, Jackson 5, cute, talented. Hate little Michael. It creeps me out. <laughs> talented, but I don't like hearing it. The only Very one nice. I like is I Want You Back, but it's weird. Like, why are you talking about that, Michael? Yeah.
4: All right. But Still. nowhere near thriller level Michael Jackson. <laughs> Millennials, Jackson. y'all had documentary Michael Jackson. <laughs> No. Oh.
3: That is that is a confusing applause point, I got to
1: be honest uh, with you.
4: Uh, <laughs> Millennials had the worst of a lot of things they did. Millennials introduced ghosting to the world as a way to end a relationship. <laughs>
2: In Gen X, ghosting just meant that Demi Moore's boyfriend had to die to become remotely interested Aww. in her pottery hobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole joke. All right, cool. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, that's that pretty pretty went good. in a direction I wasn't expecting. I didn't play that all the way through. Uh, oh, I got this one. This is um, it's about differences in music generationally. Oh, oh, you know that Jason Aldean song that Try That in a Small Town?
3: Yes. Okay. Very controversial. Which
2: I feel the um, Richmond, North of Richmond, sort of was like the other side of the coin from that. Mm-hmm. I, not that it was done intentionally. Oh, somebody called him an industry plant. They're like, look at his beard. It's all trimmed. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, okay.
0: <laughs> I just don't think that Jason Aldean has been doing... Oh, uh, sp- this is
2: Dustin Nickerson. Hmm.
0: Small town in a while.
2: Jason Aldean is about a small town.
0: You hear the message of that song and like the video, they're showing like the BLM riots and like, try that in a small town. You're like, yeah, those riots didn't make it to that small town. <laughs> Surprise, surprise, that the Dollar General in Yeehaw Junction, Florida, wasn't a Target. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what they try in small towns. I've been to small towns. You know what they try? Oxycontin. That's what they try. (laughs) And I'm fine if you like that song, but I do like to remind people, as someone who like loves old country music, like I was raised on like Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard and like Wayland. that was my genre. So I can't like him because A, he didn't write that song, and B, he's using autotune. Jesus. Is there Yeah, that's Johnny Kesha. That's who that is. <laughs> I haven't
2: heard that song. Jesus, he uses autotune in it. I haven't heard uh, that, man. I've, I've read some of the. There ones was from. one Jason Aldean song that I liked, like Goddamn, I'm old, fifteen years ago. Where it's, wow. I mean, I mean, fifteen. So we're talking like 2006 country music, mm-hmm. which I, I think I know that's not 15 years ago, but I think that was when I heard it, and it was something about like driving to Vegas with some chick, and it was like that was a fun song, like you know that was fine. I, like
3: I couldn't name a single Jason
2: Aldean. Well, song. I can't name that one, and that's the only one I really know. Uh, I started
3: watching that show on Netflix, Pills about the whole oxycontin thing it's pretty good there's a
2: netflix one too so hulu yeah. did the one with michael keaton did you ever watch that no i didn't watch that i one. really liked that one that one's really okay. well done but um yeah shit what's the pills one
3: um it's
2: just what, like how's it framed from. that it's different than the others you know what i mean
3: it's like a, oh i haven't seen other, so i don't know but it's like a docudrama oh, essentially so it's it's the dramatizing oh i see the, okay yeah
2: okay well yeah all right yeah i mean it's still the same concept but okay yeah 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 yeah. but you watch crime of the century on hbo that was more focused just on the on the um what's the manufacturer called
3: uh purdue pharma yeah
2: that was more focused just on them huh yeah yeah and the family and stuff okay Mm -hmm. uh well this is comedy related let's go to uh brad upton um this is about this is oh oh this is good uh brad upton he's this old guy that looks like he's just been telling one-liners his whole fucking life um like i i mean that as a compliment it's like i love that this guy's nailing it and getting so much popularity now like he seems
3: this was a country
2: artist no right like with the name yeah 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 no uh so you've you've seen this guy we played him here before
6: most macho things in our society the ar-15 and the big giant pickup truck (laughs) those are the things you can customize the most am i right let's not kid each other that's decorating (laughs)
2: <laughs>
6: these are men that would like to accessorize and decorate in ways that will appeal to and attract other men
5: <laughs>
6: there's no other way to spin that folks <laughs> the more you're customizing the more your secret is out <laughs> drop that rebel flag
0: run up the rainbow be proud of yourself the
2: two most I like that I, I mean it though I feel like uh, guys that like What is the point of you flying your Trump flag on your pickup truck other than signaling approval to other men, largely, right?
3: Yeah, you're attracting like-minded folks.
2: Huh. I I mean, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Almost said, speaking of which... Paul sent this in. Uh, this is who's I a comedian. Black guy. No, I know, and he's not a Trump guy either. He calls no. him Cheeto. Uh, yeah. I'm just teasing. He can ta- he can take it. Willie Simon.
0: Gun crowd. You guys like guns? There. I don't know. I don't care if you do if you believe in guns or not. It Doesn't really matter. Believe. I think lobbying is a bad thing, right? Like the NRA. I think it's really easy though. If we just renamed the NRA, I bet people would stop caring about guns completely. Just rename it. Call it the WNRA. <laughs> 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 the whole joke the big gun
2: yeah i i was like when's it end that's the whole joke that's a that was a good thought that's like a just asking question, right yeah G- wait hold on should i turn my just asking questions into a stand-up career that guy's got absolutely. a bunch of you yeah, absolutely okay <laughs> they're only funny when i have you to laugh at it because you laugh at everything i say and then you do this sometimes ah! remember when you made a goose sound I ah! <laughs> oh you. the goose sound I, that that place i went to early saturday morning was the goose location where i would see geese at oh remember when okay. you said meese? oh ah! I do. instead of moose that was funny too I'm all <laughs> over the place I have one sent in by uh, Ben Wonders this is you know you said that new Bill Burr special was kind of meh so I only I, I haven't watched it um, this is from that live at Red Rocks Bill Burr special a million people have sent this in and I've never added it to the show and then Ben sent this in and I was like you know what uh, anyway so this is uh, this is relationship shit
0: every
7: relationship there's the person that does the dishes and the person that lets them soak right <laughs> They don't let them soak. They know you're gonna do them. They just waiting you out. And after a while, you can't fucking take it anymore. They're just sitting there. You gotta go out and you start doing it. And then what do they do? They sit in the other room and they wait, like they don't know what you're doing. And they wait till they hear pots and pans. And that's when the show starts. That's when they come running in like, what? Oh, I was gonna do those. What? Oh. And you're like, no, you were They've been sitting here for eight hours. I got my hands in room temperature waters with scrambled eggs floating around. Don't gaslight me. You're a fucking animal. You erased my
5: animal.
2: Get out of my sight. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's like, I think the way you described it was it didn't feel like anything new or it was like the same energy wrapped up around some yeah. slightly new jokes. Uh, I have a question for you. Sure. Is Your friend in Arizona, are they a soaker or a scrubber? Scrubber. Definitely oh, okay. That's a good thing to say. Yeah. Was smart I'm answer. probably
3: more the soaker. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, Alan <laughs> likes to make it soak. Let it soak. Uh, I sent this one in. Um, do hmm. you know, Mormons have a term about soaking?
3: I don't think I do. Oh,
2: do you, can you assume what it is? If I say purity uh, culture, can you imagine what soaking would be?
3: Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. I can.
2: It's yeah. like when you enter, but you don't move, there's less friction, mm. but presence. Yeah. The Holy spirit okay. doesn't mind. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, do they have Holy Spirit with the, the seals so. I'm, and I'm the not, tablets? and the? Okay, I don't either. Uh, Latter-day Saints, send it in. Let us know. This one is, this one's one I found. This is Ginny Zigrino. Z-I-G-R-I-N-O.
1: I don't tell old white dudes what I do for a living anymore. They always say the same thing. They always go, oh, you're a comedian? Oh, I could never be a comedian. You can't say anything without offending somebody. And I go... Well, what do you want to say? And combat. they go. <laughs> no,
8: sir, I just want to say what I want to say. <laughs>
1: it's always the N word. Always.
2: <laughs> That's oh. a great well, let's get into our how about that segment? Oh, did you see I played the Tom Segura one? I did. I don't like it. Oh about that that's appropriate that's more that's, that's more like it yeah I'm a creature of habit. Uh, this is kind of keeping the comedy going uh listeners huge announcement. Alan and I were the guests on Hunk with Mike Bridenstine this week. They were. So if you listen, so you're going to hear this on Wednesday morning when it comes out next Monday, or technically Sunday, it comes out on Sundays. Uh, the newest episode of Hunk with Mike Bridenstine will be an, an, an interview, a hang. We'll be, we'll yeah. be dropping the new, yeah. the
3: new episode that we did. With yeah,
2: him. it's us paneling with, with Mike. And one of. The, I, I mentioned this clip on that show um, which is just a shameless plug for us on, uh, on Mike's show. But this is Norm MacDonald on, on Larry King and listeners, Larry, Larry, King, Larry King was an old dinosaur that interviewed people. Uh, he swore that he was like, well, don't lie. Larry, Larry King was an old man. He was a radio legend. And then an interviewer, he had a talk show on CNN where people would call in. These are true words. Like yes. people would call into his talk show on CNN. Uh, and it was a radio show. Also, it's a there's a weird world, man. Anyway, he occasionally
3: fell asleep on air. Oh,
2: he'd fall asleep. He'd fart on air. People would yeah. call in and ask him if he painted his bald spot. He'd say, "I grow my I grow hair." Um, do you, so this is this is Norm MacDonald doing a bit, but Larry is this just decrepit old man, and he he can't understand that it's a bit his show mental capacity to but also that. like his showbiz instincts kick in at one point and right. he's like oh my god this is a huge scoop Norm's like admitting to something live on air and he just can't get it so here we go you'll get it because you know you have funny bones a deeply closeted gay guy no kidding well I'm not coming out though
6: wait a minute what are you revealing here today I'm, I'm not revealing anything I'm saying I'm deeply closeted well, that means you're gay. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. Why would I say that? I'm deeply closeted. No, but I, that means you're very, very gay, but you don't want to come out. You're so, so closeted. That I refuse to say I'm gay.
2: Right.
6: Exactly. I'm, I'm deeply
2: closeted. I, just, I love it so much. Larry can't handle it.
4: You can see his face. He, like,
3: turns
2: like a puppy yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, what did I just hear? <laughs> oh, okay, so this guy, I'm going to play this clip. This is a legendary heckler that would call into radio shows. He um he went on later on to be famous on the Don and Mike show as being the belcher. So he would call into Larry King and just, as soon as he'd go, like, Wichita Falls, go. And the guy would just go into the microphone. And then he'd go, whoopee. Uh but this is his earliest prank he ever did on Larry King. He was convinced that Larry King had been using that like hairspray in a in a uh that, that paint in like a spray paint can that was a thing where bald your bald spot man. yeah that would you know, yeah. touch in your bald spot. Okay, here we go. It's thirty seconds. I
4: just noticed something that in one of your interviews with John Candy, I believe, it looked like an older interview, you had less hair than you have today. How do you explain that?
6: I uh, don't wear a wig, sir.
4: Paint your bald spot? <laughs>
6: What bald spot?
4: You paint your bald
6: spot? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. My hair grows. You paint your bald spot? I don't have a bald spot. How come you had less hair on the tape? Maybe my hair grew. Maybe I had a bad haircut that day. By the way, something. What do you care? (laughs) paint your bald spot i don't do you paint your bald spot paint your bald spot you're sick
2: you're <laughs> sick <laughs> my why hair grows why do you care <laughs> let me ask you something but yeah by the way something why you care not why do you care why you care why you care why you care, why you care? Why you care? oh god I, I miss larry king I, I i i loved hating him him and regis philbin is regis dead regis is dead right
3: no, I don't think
9: both, really?
2: own, both of them are still kicking. No, up. no, 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 no. Wait, nor no? Uh, uh, re- Larry King is no longer with us. I'll tell you that for oh, sure. Philbin died in twenty twenty. Oh both are ah. dead. Philbin died already too? Yeah. Not of COVID. Not of
5: COVID.
2: No. All right, good. Um, let me play this. This it'll be real quick. This is uh this is um Gordon Ramsay, who I met once while they were filming one of his shows at really? a at a restaurant in Monrovia where I live. Not Monrovia in, in Liberia, the one in um in Los Angeles. I have Yeah, this is him not understanding Southern slang. I don't even think this is, like, difficult to get.
1: You down some taters on there. Some what, sorry? Some taters. What are they? Potatoes.
2: Which is hilarious, because this next part of the clip is from The Lord of the Rings, where they made the same joke.
8: But we
0: need a few good taters.
8: What's taters? Brussels? What's
1: taters? potatoes (laughs) potatoes <laughs> it's the same same cliff <laughs> In which
2: oh the cynic and me just realized i bet you the producers knew that and they're like why don't we just leverage this god damn it
3: well definitely gordon Ramsay knew what <sighs> she was talking about there's no way he
2: uh, just natasha went to film school and she's always like reality tv is fake i'm like i know it's fake and then things happen where i'm like damn it they got me anyways <laughs> <laughs> shit all right well how about we do a little did you know okay how about we do a little did you know all right. Are you here, Alan? Is this the I'm day here. where you didn't get any sleep? Like, no, this an I mean, interactive show with the two of us. All right. Um, so I feel like I didn't know this. And I like to think of myself as somewhat of a moderate historian of, of Oklahoma history. Uh, the shape of the panhandle, why it like that? Most Americans
4: don't know why Oklahoma has this strange panhandle. What could be going on here that's so important to where Oklahoma needed this land? Well, actually, this strip of land used to be one of the most violent parts of the country where all crimes were legal. This panhandle used to be part of Texas, but when the Missouri Compromise was signed in 1820, this made slavery illegal north of the 36.5 parallel, forcing Texas to give up their land but the Kansas-Nebraska Act established their land just north of the 37th parallel, leaving a 34-mile gap between Texas and Kansas. For 40 years, this strip of land was known as no man's land and didn't attract the frontier's very best people. Violence and my... Cherokees justice ran the land, and the one town that boomed in no-man's land was fittingly known as Beer City. Nice. There was apparently a constant rotation of cowboys from all over the plains, stopping in the tent saloons to load up
2: on drinks, given the U.S. was in its Prohibition period. Beer City was eventually put to an end once- mm, they said it was like that until 1890, and Prohibition wasn't until 1919. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Beer City a try- time, does- does also i said i said cherokees i clearly meant comanches apparently became so great that
4: the u.s government finally decided this land needed to belong to somebody and well gave it to oklahoma
2: Most american hmm. you know now that i realized that they called prohibition in the 1890s makes me wonder if any of that's true but uh
3: i've heard similar story about that before so i believe that the premise
2: is accurate okay all right well yeah. press this button oh that, i think we're a little late <laughs> on that anyways uh this one is thrash sent this in this is a great so this guy put up cameras all around his house after his parents called a priest to come in and do an exorcism to jesus. help him not be gay my parents hired an exorcist to get all the demons out of my room that they thought were making me gay semen demons no
5: <laughs> wow. no in jesus name jesus name. spirit you leave oh.
7: in jesus name Happened Jesus said, in Jesus name. "Come, in evil spirit,
6: go now in Jesus' name. Evil spirit, go now in Jesus' name. And I pray the conviction of the Lord upon this room in Jesus' name."
2: That room's cool because it's got that carpet with the road on it—big road. <laughs> right.
6: Devil, you have no more place. You can never enter this room again. I breathe. I plead the blood of Christ over this closet, overing every piece of clothing in here. Salvation in Jesus' name. The presence of God. Whew! Something was in here. In Jesus'
2: name. Pretty sure that's his dad's closet. Those are like grown men' clothes.
6: Thank you,
5: Jesus. We now we commission angels to be in this closet. Haven't you had the Holy Ghost come in you? Represents the oil of the Holy Spirit, and we anoint this bed in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yes. So this here? is
2: my favorite part, because the mom's just saying yes afterwards. So she's feeling it. She's feeling it. I mean, it's like the, the guy that talks like this. If you're susceptible to it, you start riding along with it, right? This is like, um, yes. do you ever go to church on Communion Sunday and they do the thing where, like, oh, if anybody has never given themselves over to the Lord, and they do their whole song and dance mm-hmm. and they ask yeah. you to come on down to the front. You know, people get up and just feel the energy and the, yeah. you know, it's, and, it's, and,
3: a, it's a huckster move and it's well, just be, the cadence of speech. To,
2: and and people, people want to be a part of something. And I'm not dismissing yeah. religion in this way. I I, I don't I, I I know that. It's it completely sounds like that, and people of faith that hear this.
3: Well, I think this guy's clearly a huckster.
2: Clearly, <laughs> I mean, clearly, clearly, yeah.
3: Are we sure? Catch- are we sure he's just not trying to promote the new Exorcist movie? Because that
2: is there a new cool, new one?
3: Yeah, there's a new one. Yeah.
2: Did it already it's come one of the previews
3: out? Previews I saw at Oppenheimer. So. Maybe. Cool. Just his bed yes.
5: shall be saved. Yes, In yes. Jesus' name. Yes. In Jesus' name. Oh! Whew in jesus name i feel that that's the, that's the holy ghost giving us
7: direction oh.
10: haven't even had the holy ghost coming you i think
7: i'll stop it there <laughs>
2: that's pretty good timing all right you <laughs> get the point timing. uh oh i got this clip about the atf that felina's josh sent in um this is um i think this is the guys this isn't the original count that shared this uh it's like sarc- something smart ass the the doesn't matter. Uh, Felina's Joss sent this in. This is a good one about uh, talking to an ATF agent. Get ready, Mark. Cut just a little. You know it's going to have to do with dogs, right? <laughs> a little bit off the end of the barrel of my rifle. No. no wait, why don't I start this over?
4: I cut just a little bit off the end of the barrel of my rifle. No, you can't do that because it's making your rifle shorter. Okay. Well, what if I added a brace to the end of my pistol? No, you can't do that because it's making your pistol longer. Is is long bad or is short bad? I don't I don't follow. Oh my gosh! What about this? Do you not understand? <laughs> like all of it? But hey, I know you. You were that kid who called the cops on us in high school for not inviting you to that party. No, that was that was probably a different guy. <laughs> is that dog yours? <laughs> yeah, that's Bo. Why?
2: What if Aww, I? Oh, he, he moved his hand to his hip. Uh, how About that. Yeah, day? you know the truth. You know you know what they like to do uh oh i love to wear my uh abolish the atf shirt save the doggos to the dog park it always gets good conversations started <laughs> i've literally never had a bad conversation from it like i've had people be like what's that mean and i explain it and they're like that's cool what's the company and i'm like the firearms policy uh hold on what is it it's right here hold on <laughs> firearms policy <laughs> coalition that's literally on top in my dresser because i wear it all the time uh fpc yeah um sign up be a member it's better than the nra jesus christ like you know, it, 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 actually, can I take a minute on that? Yeah, go ahead. like I'm if you actually care. So. Well, they're they're not just like a lobbying group that goes up there and does things for a political party. You know how like trade unions are a good thing, but then they get big enough and they're like, "Whoa, we're a political party. We should affiliate with one of these two major ones and have sure, all yeah. of our um, employees swear to vote for blah 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 and we'll send out literature to everyone saying why they should right like Mm -hmm. that's the shit that happens with the nra and firearms policy coalition is just like no we just you know i'm not saying they're like more flexible to gun uh, gun reform what is it gun reform
5: yeah
2: but but they're a lot more reasonable the nra they're not just like a, a, a funding mechanism for the gop gotcha uh life hack you want to hear a life hack thrashing in? life hack. All right, cool. You'll like this one. I actually have a couple of life hacks in a row. The next one's about driving, and then I have another video just about driving. This is a good one. So um, here. When people
3: ask why you drink so much whiskey, it's actually because you have a genetic condition that your body doesn't produce its own alcohol. Therefore, you're forced to take a supplement.
2: <laughs> there you go. Oh, I that. That's a quick hitter <laughs> there. Makes perfect sense. Keep that in your back pocket in case you need it. Uh, I got a driving hack that Thrash sent in. This is um, if you got stupid drivers and how you deal with them as a grown up.
9: Okay. All right, this is another life hack. This guy in front of me, he just cut me off. Now, instead of me getting mad and flipping him off, that does nothing, you know? I'm going to handle this situation like an adult.
3: Nine one one. What's your emergency? Hi, I'd like to report a drunk
2: driver. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, Very adult. Yes, Very adult. exactly, exactly. One zero one. Exactly, sir. Right. Uh, oh, you know this goes this goes really well with our opening clip. This time, I gotta say, I did plan this. I looked at all of our uh, clips sent in for the opening. Oh, I don't think it gave anybody credit for that. Oh, I found that. Okay, well, there we go. Um, Is this, uh, so this is Gary, is it, I know it's Gary Busey, but it feels like it should be Bussy or Gary Busey. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. (laughs) Anyways, so he's on a podcast and he's being asked, makes me feel like I really want to get Gary Busey on our podcast. So I, the guy tries to ask him a question. He redirects and I, you know, just like is off with him. Don't really know where this is going or where it came from.
0: Let's talk about your Cable Ace Award. Let's talk about buttered
6: sausage. Talk about buttered sausage, where it comes from, what it does. Why is it doing what it's doing? Get it out of my face. What about buttered butters, Buttered sausage? Uh, it's not You're, your jam. It's not your thing? You don't like it? It's not my jam. I don't buy jam. I buy honey, and I kiss it on the lips. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, about that. It's like as you're getting your head wrapped around buttered sausage. Yeah. He's like, "It's not my jam." It's not my honey, and I kiss it. It's on just the like Psst.
3: non-sequitur after non-sequitur. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that
3: should that would be the name of his podcast. It's non-sequiturs with Gary.
2: Buse. That 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 should be. Yeah, no, it's the other guy's podcast. He's a guest. I don't think Gary Busey. Oh my god, right. could you imagine being the producer for Gary Busey's podcast? <laughs> just the oh oh my god, that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> Uh Felina's Josh sent this in I'm pretty sure or I found it on my own this is Uncle Teddy not Uncle Teddy they call him Uncle Teddy this is Ted Nugent um, mm. and uh I gotta say I, I don't oft agree with him going I, busty
3: into Nugent that's pretty, <laughs> that's
2: pretty <laughs> good point good point <laughs> um, so this is uh, Uncle Ted explains why trusting the government almost never ends well uh, all right. Well, I, I see. The problem is, I'm going to agree with him, but I'm not going to like what he's saying.
6: <laughs> hey, ATF,
2: f- you, you. I f- <laughs> oh, mean, so funny. Okay. Far.
7: Now, what we're going to do after the show today, Ted, is you're going. Are we going to?
0: Are we going to edit any of this today? No. I got to tell you, I, That's- I literally, I have had it with these no. jack booted thugs that went. By the way, here's the here's the summation. Hey, ATF. You're not a lawmaking agency. You're a law enforcement agency that shouldn't even exist. We should get rid of the ATF. We should get rid of the FBI. Mm. We should get rid of the DEA because you're wasting money and you're not accomplishing we've spent trillions of dollars with you goofballs and all the problems you're supposed to correct are worse now than when you started. How about eat? Eat. Die, you jackbooted communist pieces of! <laughs> Why don't you go to a drag queen event and suck the <laughs> on camera. I don't know what you want to edit out of that, but I love it all. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that? Indeed.
2: Oh man, you remember when the Republicans liked the FBI because they fucked over Hillary and got Donald Trump elected?
3: Oh yeah, I do. Remember so that. long
2: ago. So Can long you
3: imagine ago. a podcast with Busey and Nugent?
2: jesus began. alan no i can't imagine it no oh my god it's like you know what that would be like there was a clip i saw where they took like they they took two series and they had they had a siri talking to an alexa and oh, yeah. yeah it was just like no you called me oh have you seen the other one where they call the uh yeah. yeah wait yeah. hold on should i find that sure
3: we've had it on the show before but i think it was like early on
2: oh but that was here was where i heard that <laughs> We, we I thought I heard that somewhere. Oh, yeah. I know that from my podcast, our podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. They yeah, call it Mind the episodes. In. These yeah. things you get confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, Thrash sent this in. This is more you know political. This is uh, sorry, sorry, kids. This is a message from the boomers. Just trying yeah. to explain why you know they 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 didn't mean Global to. Warning, perhaps. Not that. No. Oh, no. No. Okay.
8: Yeah. It's uh. It's the other part. Before we go on, some interesting charts from CBA's results presentation. And they all highlight the great divide between generations. Now, this one shows loan and deposit balances. Millennials have most of the debt. Baby boomers have most of the savings. Gen Zs and millennials are eating into what savings they have. Boomers are growing their savings. And Gen Zs and millennials are cutting back their spending and therefore doing all the hard work helping the reserve bank get inflation down.
2: Baby boomers are spending more. And undermining that effort, so sorry about that, kids. Oh, about that.
6: No, about that.
2: I mean, there is an argument to be made that the later in life period is when you kind of have that accrued capital, and you know, investments start to mature, and then at that point, you like the. I mean, and this is just the way our system works, where we have taxes, right? So if you have a tax base, then you get to. Leverage that out of the younger generation, right?
3: Well, because once you're in that in that age range, then most your money is necessarily coming from normal nine to five job or hourly job. It's coming from investments, which is taxed completely differently.
2: Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But it's worse in this generation than yeah. I mean, it's the same
3: thing with the whole the one percenters where they well they they will take loans against. you know, equities that they own as opposed to just cashing them out and, and using them because it's cheaper than paying taxes right. to cash it out. Uh,
2: I have a clip gains. later about old people reverse mortgaging their house so they can buy gold, but that's not spoil it. Oh, uh, I like this clip. I would clip. recommend that. This was also, this was almost going to be a show open that Felina's Josh sent in. This is just, uh, this is a guy talking to cops the way talk, cops talk to us. Oh. <laughs> this guy's got some steel fucking nuts on him. The guy behind the camera tried to talk to a cop the same way
4: they do. And here's what happened.
10: Hey, what's up, man?
4: You doing all right over here? Okay. Doing what?
10: Just checking my
4: computer. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just,
10: you know, I heard about some suspicious behavior over here. So we were just checking out the area. So I heard there's been a lot of drug trafficking going on in the area. So you're not involved in any drug trafficking? (laughs) So you're invoking your Fifth Amendment? Is that what you... You okay? You're being a little combative. No, I'm not. I'm trying just trying to, to ask some questions. <laughs> I'm just going to you to the sheriff's office. Okay, you're just being a little combative. I'm yeah. just trying to ask some questions. You're not being very cooperative.
2: I actually feel like the cop doesn't get it yet, which is doesn't say a lot about his level of intellect, right? <laughs> it really doesn't. Do you have anything illegal on you at the moment? Can I ask that? No. You? Can, I can't ask
10: that? Do I have anything? Okay.
5: This, is this conversation's
10: over. You have not staying. Are you... Can I have my dog walk around your car?
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did that. You offer?
3: that is hilarious. I, I could have predicted when you described the video that it would have been, you know, a middle-aged white guy that was doing
2: it. Oh, really? You seem to think it's a white guy doing it, huh? <laughs> I think so. Was it it sounded like one. I, I mean I'm assuming that. I don't know. I can't see the guy behind the camera either, but yes, I right. think uh he's not black black, safe black, to black, black 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 Hispanic or, Hispanic Hispanic Yeah, either either of those. No. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty fun. That's pretty great. Let's get into our something? segment. Oh. Uh I have an economic lesson for you from the Economist. Oh about coca cocaine.
3: Oh, supply chains? Perhaps, yeah, yeah. Did, you
2: you might have listened to this episode. I wondered if you were like, wow, <laughs> Dustin would Dustin might tag that in the show. Here we go.
0: And presumably the Colombian government has been watching the dynamics change here. What is it doing? What can it do to help these well, farmers?
2: Did I have to explain that the Colombian government is the cocaine part? That, you know, the fact that it's Colombia is shocker. This is
0: the cocaine story. Do to help these farmers. Government policy actually contributed to this supply cut Previous presidents gave subsidies to families that were growing coca in theory to get them to switch crops. But what actually happened is more people started growing coca to get those subsidies.
2: It's a cobra problem all over again, right? Like we've talked about that. It was a cobra or the viper problem. Either way, the idea is we'll give you $20 for every snake you bring in, right? right. And then, yes. or was <laughs> it for rats? Well, whatever.
3: They, yeah, they bring in the snakes that are controlling the population of rodents uh yeah that's, that's pretty goddamn funny that the colombian government essentially subsidized yeah farmers.
2: yeah well there's a little bit more hold on
0: just more people started growing coca to get those subsidies and the government combined these subsidies with massive eradication policies but then a year ago a new president gustavo petro came into power and he says he prefers to go after criminal intermediaries rather than the farmers in their coca field
2: hmm, yeah. yeah um yeah oh wait button
0: isn't that something any
2: surprise there really that like government programs to fix the problem didn't quite make it hit the mark i
3: actually think that the new president's policy makes sense why are you attacking these poor farmers when you really should be attacking these people that are the cia violence and everything else (laughs) i
2: misunderstood sorry (laughs) that
3: that was the clip for me a couple weeks
2: (laughs) which one Oh, that was well, so funny. Who RFK? killed Okay, Yeah, you're like, oh. yeah, yes, that was great. What did you say on Brido Show that made me lose my mind? Um, oh, <laughs> Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. Oh, yeah. Called? Their couple's diarrhea. name was Diarrhea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, we haven't played this guy in a long time. Don't look. Okay. I'll I think leave. you'll be able to guess, but don't look. He's doing a voice, and I think that the voice he's going to do might make it harder for you to guess who it is. Listeners, try this at home. Liberal. Liberal,
5: liberal, 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 liberal. Let me know when you got it. be fun. La, la, la. Human smuggling, fentanyl, deaths, Forced government euthanasia.
7: Chapping up children's genitals. La, 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 la. La, la, la,
10: la, la, la. La, 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 Let's cram earthworms up our area.
2: Let's rape unhinged. possums. Yes, he's completely unhinged. Wait, there might be more. Nope, that was it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm a human, and I'm coming. Also that.
3: <laughs> he lost all that money to the uh, the Sandy Hook victims because he lost that lawsuit.
2: That's not you funny. He's just We're trying to be doing, funny.
3: I you know. He's just doing anything he can to try and make some money. Oh, I got you. Is, you know what I'm saying? He's Ye- just like completely.
2: Yeah. wait wait you're saying that he he has to do something else so he's like
3: i mean not that he wasn't off the rails before but i feel like it's gotten worse i don't know
2: i connect the two dots there i didn't understand what you meant
3: so he literally lost a shit ton of money in the
2: so much money he can't pay it back i mean like he lied about his finances but it is still so much there's no way he can afford to pay it which is so and you like what he did was despicable And I, you know, listeners might be thinking, which thing are you thinking of that was despicable? And if the one that you don't really care that Alex Jones did was the one that you think I'm talking about and you're like, it's not that despicable. No, the one I'm talking about is the one where he said that those kids were crisis actors and that nobody died at Sandy Hook.
3: And then he ended up having people who follow him and listen to him harass people
2: people like Bob Seska's dad
3: who lost children to that. That hor- horrific yes, uh, yes, massacre.
2: Yes, of course, um, with the children's family, but even people, for some reason, I don't know the connection, but I love playing Bob Seska clips here on the show. He, somebody showed up and knocked on his dad's door. And I think it was because oh, Bob Seska had wrote something in salon.com about him.
3: It happened to more people than I mean, many people that happened to. There are people who had to move like three or four or five yeah. times just to try and get yeah. away from these people. Yeah. um I listen to a show occasionally that kind of covers his show. That's
2: right. What's it called um, again?
3: Knowledge fight. So right. I kind of I'm a little bit plugged into that universe. Uh, it, it, it's it's really gotten pretty wild the last uh, couple of months.
2: Really? Maybe. Let's yeah. accelerate it. So wait, what you just said as like something I was sort of dismissive of is like, I don't think his finances have made him crazy. You're saying there's actually more to that.
3: Yeah, I think. Talk that about that. Uh, so I think that, I mean, as I said, he's always been, you know, pretty out there willing to say crazy shit. But uh, recently he's even gone, like I would say, more conspiratorial. Um, and just completely pulling shit out of his ass that he's talking about on Like
2: earthworms? Let's cram earthworms <laughs> up our area. I mean, it's a give yeah, and take like, process, like you know?
3: So he, what he likes to do is set up things where either if he's proven wrong, that still makes him right because that means that he won. And if he's won. proven right, then, wait, he, you know, he predicted it. Just, so he'll say things like... Wait, you just said one right. He'll say things like the government's going to shut down because of COVID again next month. Okay. Um, and then everybody's going to have to wear masks. And And then if he's
2: wrong, it proves that they fought against it and prevented it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, is that like essentially proving a negative? Like there's a trick there. There's like a there's a there's
3: there is a word for it. It's a rhetorical trick, but essentially you can't lose because you're saying this is what they're going to try to do. I, I need everybody on my side to really make us think about this so it, they don't get away with it. So, And it, it makes the people that do
2: happen. that feel like they're part of being exactly. a winner and exactly. it, it grows the cult. Oh, my God, that's so fascinating. I feel like I knew that intuitively, but I couldn't put words. Like, I'm not saying I knew that. I'm saying, like, right. when you said that, it connected all the dots that were, like, loose ends in my mind. Yeah. yeah oh, that's, that's really great. impressive. Yeah,
3: but it's also really shitty things to do. Oh, yeah. And he it's has disgusting. a huge audience that just eats out of the palm of his hand. It's It's wild.
2: Yeah. 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 Like, uh, Vladimir Lenin, you know, Lenin, <laughs> not, you know, I didn't play that because I thought he does that too. Um, yes. should I play another clip, Alan? Yeah. Shall we? I have a couple of clips from the undivided attention podcast. They had a lady on talking about, well, she's a relation. Yes, but she is. Yes. The other AI. Yes. So, so we'll get to that. But she is a i guess a relationships expert
3: yeah she's some, i guess she's a, like a psychologist um and she specializes in relationships, even like sexual therapy or whatever the proper term is for that i'm not sure
2: um so her name's it's, it's, it's esther Perel did you listen so you listened to the episode i did I yeah, liked that good. episode, so yeah. they they brought her on, which is mostly a technology technology podcast. Uh, about AI and social media and modern, mostly social media
3: how it's impacting the culture and the ways that it's programmed. Um, you know, the way the algorithm algorithm is programmed to sort of, uh, hack into our brains and make us addicted to these platforms.
2: And you might think, okay, these are just some liberals that have an agenda. It's literally the guy that created the endless scroll feature. Yep. Like it used to, you would have to have a page with a bottom and then click to the next link. Like you're on a Google sheet or something. Right. Uh, yeah, Google search, and yeah, he's like, well, he invented the fact that you can scroll forever on the app, and they can just suggest things to keep it right. going.
3: He actually worked for Facebook, and then he was he was an ethicist for Facebook after a while, and then he left because he felt like uh, he could do more on the outside to yeah. impact.
2: Yeah. So they brought this woman on to talk about relationships, which at first may seem somewhat out of place, but um, it, she she's uh, she's a therapist, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she had. She, you know, she has a backlog and someone was like, hey, don't worry. I created an AI of you and it was really helpful. And she's like, in a way, I like that. Here's what's terrible about that. Uh, But I am getting ahead of myself. Why don't I play this clip first? This is her talking about the other type of AI. And we've sort of hinted at that. It's artificial intimacy. And in this clip, she's going to talk about intimacy. Intimacy was she's going to talk about intimacy with something in a way that Surprised me.
11: We are noticing in our work at this moment. Every therapist I teach and I supervise, we are having that very same conversation. You know, so artificial intimacy with the bot isn't actually oh, what? what concerns...
2: Uh, artificial intimacy with the what? A bot. No, I don't think so, Alan. Why don't I play that for you? You
11: know, so <laughs> artificial intimacy with the bot isn't... She
2: fucking buzzkill. <laughs> you know she says but
11: Artificial intimacy with the bot is <laughs>
2: <laughs> what would you think that is Alan? i hear it now I hear you it now. you hear it now <laughs> she said it so many times i was like i can't clip all of them just do it once
11: you know so artificial intimacy with the butt isn't actually what concerns me what concerns me is how the digitally facilitated connections are lowering our expectations
2: which is actually a profound take if you can get past the artificial intimacy with the butt, <laughs> what you want is a real thing alan
3: Right, you don't want an artificial uh, butt. You want a real one. Yeah. Uh, Wait, no, what did you what
2: think you... was artificial in this? Did you think the butt was artificial or the <laughs> intimacy was?
3: Oh, I, I assumed it, the intimacy was artificial because the butt was artificial.
2: Oh, like a pocket pussy, but a butt. <laughs> pocket pussy! <laughs> yes. Hmm. Hmm. I was going to
3: say more, but I think we should hear the next clip. I don't want to Oh, okay. Wow. say the same thing that she's going right. to
11: say. We polarize v- much faster than we ever have because...
2: This is deep. We should settle ourselves with all that bussy talk, which I think we've settled on. Yeah. If anybody thinks it's different, I guess we'll finally get our, an- get our answer. I hope we're right. I hate to go wrong so, this too. much. Um,
3: Actually, before you play the rest of this clip, because I don't think this clip covers what I was going to talk about. Sex with the um, butt? No, no. When she talks about, she's not worried about the interaction with the, the butt or the bot. She's worried about the knock-on consequences of that. And she kind of starts to say it in that clip. But later on, she talks about how the, the real issue is that people lose social skills because they're interacting with something that isn't real, something that never has a bad day, never, you know, says the wrong thing in the moment. So they just get used to that, that sort of vanilla sort of interaction. And they're not having the – she talks about people sort of rubbing up against one another, the friction between yeah. people and how people – if you're not used to that, you, you have trouble like – Acting properly in those environments, so you're, you're you're socially awkward. You have trouble making real connections with other people, um, and we're seeing this all over the place now, right? I mean, there's a huge joke about like the Gen Zers and how you know they you know they're sort of socially awkward and sort of strange, but it's it, I see it in reality. I see kids that you know I work with kids sometimes. that are you know 17, 18, 19 years old, and they just really don't seem to understand how to operate in a social space. And I think part of that is caused by the amount of interactions that we have with digital things like butts or bots, yeah. as opposed to humans does that make sense it
2: does yeah it does do you how much of that do you think is downstream from that kind of mimics what the life is like in the home you know you could take it back to like parents splitting up or just modern sure. child raising like
3: yeah and ha- like having dinner at the table together yeah like sort of
2: teaching thing. people when they're young Teaching small people, children, whatever I'm child-free. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know what to use as words there. <laughs> Teaching them, you know, what it means to have an actual, genuine relationship. This goes back to the th- stuff we said about porn last week. And by we, I mean me. I don't need to tag you, right? A, but like, it, you should you should be skilled at having real, genuine levels of intimacy, mm-hmm. and and if and and being able to assess it too, and like maintain it, right?
3: Absolutely. And I think that for sure, the the home environment can be a, a huge impact probably the largest impact on somebody's social skills however the digital environment that we find ourselves in today and our kids our youths find themselves in today is certainly not helping
2: it's It's so and it's so overwhelming
3: yeah she talks or they talk about in the show about like digital girlfriends um there's this like instagram or tiktok star that's selling her her ai for like a dollar a minute to be people's digital girlfriends and again that you're 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 completely losing the human part of the interaction. Right. Yeah. And and if you go far enough in that direction, then you just lose all social skills and, and, you know, then you become, is uh, that a sign that that's
2: less valuable in the future? Like if we're losing those traits, like, are they less important in terms of fitness? No,
3: I don't think so. I think the people that are able to maintain those skills are going to be the winners, honestly.
2: Yeah. Oh, or yeah. You start having yeah. a couple of different classes of people with that kind of logic, Alan. Right, right, um, right, I know. Which one did you call the master race, Alan, since you started this? <laughs> uh, I successfully no. painted you. Hey, should I play this clip? Yes, play okay. it.
11: Okay. We polarize v- much faster than we ever have because I shouldn't have to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I <laughs> liked this, yeah. This is, um, this is like why we do this show. Yeah, absolutely. Where
11: did we get that idea? maybe discomfort is actually a major piece of life and you learn to deal with those discomforts. You know, you talk about delayed gratification or having all your needs met in the moment. We used to think that maturity was in part learning how to delay gratification. Maturity is about holding ambivalence and understanding that complex issues live with inherent contradictions. Uh, Ambivalence is about... Is is
2: ambivalence ambivalence? That makes sense. I've never thought of it that way. But it totally makes sense, like conceptually is a word, right? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it would be pronounced better that way. Ambivalence? I like it. Anyway, sorry.
11: Ambivalence is about knowing that you have certain feelings for a person and the opposite feelings for that person, and they coexist. Uh, And not that you have to, you know, get rid of one side of it. So it's a very interesting new thinking about then what is development? What Mm does psychological development look like at this moment?
3: So I was just going to say, so actually I had listened to this show, I think on Friday or Saturday in the morning. And I actually, I I went to army, like I talked about Saturday after work and I got there, I grabbed my beer, I grabbed my burger. I went and sat at my table and I put my earbuds in and I watched YouTube and I, I did that. I had a couple more beers. I didn't really interact with anybody and I left and I was driving home and I was like, fuck why did I even bother going? If I was just going to look at my phone, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, like I wasn't present. I wasn't interacting with anybody. There was no friction. I wasn't engaging with my community. Um, and I was like, shit, that I word be friction
2: means more to me. Like the third time you've said it. And I listened to yeah. that episode. Keep, keep that thought going. But like, I get what you mean now. Like the yeah, sensation I mean, friction,
3: like, Bumping up against people, being involved and, even, in the and even
2: not not literally even not just literally, like bumping but... into that guy that got all weird with you when you were right. out. like yeah
3: right or even just overhearing somebody else's conversation, interacting with somebody based on you know you know the, a game that's on or whatever like just just those interactions. If we just put our head earbuds in and we stare at our phones, then what's? The, I mean, why would we even bother going anywhere? Like, yeah. you know, what's the point? So I, I took that so hard as i was driving home i was like okay i can't i'm not gonna do that next
2: time yeah yeah you know? I'll, I'll do that when it's like somewhere like for work like i'll do yeah, that if course. i'm getting paid for it like right. but like i need to be present
3: But if you're going out to experience the world, your community you should be the in place it. you yeah. live you should be yeah. there unless be present, it's a target
2: right? even at a target right target. I mean, it's probably no, grocery
3: shopping definitely
2: okay um, yeah. earbuds for me okay yeah yeah hate to bump into someone there <laughs> um <laughs> what do we got next i've got a fox news anchor this is almost a culture war or uh best of the right segment except it was i think it just it's it's more out of place out of context than that so this is okay um this is the fox news anchor i had her name somewhere something tarlov um and she's just kind of oh she's on that show the five that has uh
3: jessica tarlov i don't know jessica
2: tarlov she's she's kind of calling them out not calling them out but she's kind of like saying look the president, the former president, has said that the, that the Biden's economy is terrible, but you know, I, I, I dismiss numbers like unemployment for a reason mm-hmm. I should not divert into. But largely, if you're going to have a system where you have a Federal Reserve, which, if you're new to the show, listen to an old <laughs> one. I'm not a fan, but if you are going to have that system, when the events happen as they have where you've overheated the economy, you better raise rates and you have to be really careful with how you do so. And if Mm -hmm. you actually have some insight into how to do that, and you've analyzed that and you make the right decisions and you don't get a recession out of it, you nailed it. You should get credit. Now that said, dogs are going to (laughs) go crazy. Good thing that didn't sound like the door, but like we we haven't landed yet and the yield curve has gotten better. But the thing is, the only time the yield curve's ever gotten better, it's been really quick. The only time it happens really late was 78, 80s, that type of shit. So, like, we're still not out of that yet. Um, and, but, but, Everything I said in the first part is really my point with this. And that's what she's saying. Gutfield was the guy's name I was thinking of. And I oh, think he's okay. going to yeah. somewhere towards the end of this, of her good thought, he's going to be like, well, 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 this is Fox News.
1: The room
12: <laughs> is the actual inflation numbers. And I understand that it's a marriage between policy and what's going on in the Fed and the interest rates are up. But we started with over 9% inflation at this point last year. Now it's at 3.2%. Before you say it's still too high, grocery prices, I get all of it. I, too, eat and go to the grocery store. (laughs) But we do have the lowest inflation of the G7 in general. This is a global problem, just much like the issue with energy prices was when Russia invaded Ukraine, which had nothing to do with the Green New Deal, which hasn't even been enacted. But there are these markers out there. Like, if everything is so terrible, for instance, why does Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan – I'll say we're not going to have a recession now when they thought that we would. Why is the unemployment rate so low? Why are we-
2: You know it's weird Goldman Sachs doesn't and Chase doesn't but I'm pretty sure Jamie Dimon specifically does.
3: Yeah, actually that sounds right. We're
12: gaining yeah. this many jobs. I mean, there are anchors We've been on our own network talking about this completely flabbergasted live on air when the jobs numbers come in. They say, oh, my God, this is incredible what we're seeing, revising up by hundreds of thousands. And you're
0: even surprised when it goes well.
12: I'm just imitating an anchor that was surprised. I knew it was happening.
2: (laughs) Then he just said to her for going off script. Did you hear that at the end? He's no longer with us. Yeah, she said she so she she said I was imitating one of our anchors and he goes yeah and she's no longer with us that's interesting yeah oh i got a button for when yeah, things up this thing. yeah, it's, it's, isn't that something, oh, something. Uh, that's a better way to say it i think that's another way to say it should we just move on um yeah. i did reference this gold fraud so i think it's worth uh, thrash oh, yeah. sent, thrash sent this in this is a good scam um, you know, we've all seen those commercials or listen to the radio where they tell you that you, it's always a good investment to buy gold. And uh, I mean, I think that's largely true, especially when you live off fiat currency at some point, maybe having a hard asset like that's a good idea. Less likely to take a big hit on, you would think. Um, and if you look at trends, you know, graph go up. Anyway, uh, there's always Draft scammers up, and yeah. people are just just like there's political grifters. There's emotional grifters. Financial grifters are the oldest kind. These people recognize that value that people perceive in this, and uh, why don't I let the Washington fucking Post tell us about it. ...industry
7: of telemarketers, largely based in Los Angeles, who are selling gold coins as retirement investments. In short, they call this a gold IRA. The problem, according to customers and regulators and our reporting, is that the markups on the coins are huge which means people lose a huge chunk of their investment the moment that they consummate the purchase. Consummate. Some companies acknowledge charging commissions so high that the market for gold and silver would have to go up by 50% before the investors just get back to where they started. They had kept their money. And regulators say that some companies charge markups that are even higher than that. This gold IRA industry, it advertises all over right-wing media. American Hartford Gold <laughs> is a company you can
2: trust <laughs> when it comes all drippy hair. gold.
7: <laughs> a conservative TV channel called Newsmax. When they run live broadcasts, oftentimes you have a split screen where on this half of the screen, you have Donald Trump talking. And on this half of the screen, you have an ad for... Dude, it must
2: be so expensive to get that ad time while Trump's doing something. Like if they have it sold by that. Yeah, it might cost
3: as much as a gold coin. I don't know
7: IRA company called American Hartford Gold. When we reached out to them, American Hartford Gold said it runs ads, quote, where we believe it will create the most value. For who? Newsmax said that it doesn't see the allegations against gold IRA companies as a cause to block them from advertising. Why
2: would they stop? they taken... paying them in gold. From this story
7: <laughs> is that nonpartisan regulators, and many customers are saying that is a really problematic, dangerous investment. And in some cases, regulators are saying they've committed outright
2: fraud. Why wouldn't you just get off the phone and just buy gold? Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, there's places where you could just buy gold. Like, yeah. Like, thank you for telling me about this incredible deal I've never heard of, such as buying gold. Like, (laughs) fucking suckers. Are you
3: intentionally doing Norm MacDonald right
2: now? (laughs) No, and I thought I was doing Brido, so I guess I'll move on. Oh, yeah, that is. Everybody does it. There was a
3: very interesting word choice. He said they don't even know when they consummate.
2: The I meal. thought that was weird too.
3: Because they're getting fucked, right? So <laughs> I, I,
2: mean. <laughs> I got sounds to play. That's a going to half statement, Alan. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck, man. Uh, this one. Let me, let me play this real quick. Thrash in okay. I think this is something. Remember, like twenty years ago, me and you would watch The Wire and uh, just talk about how it's, it's about cops, it's about schools, it's about the docs, but it's really about the erosion of the middle class, right? Mm-hmm. Disappearance yeah, sure. of the middle class.
8: Yeah.
2: Uh, this is a mom on a rant.
1: I'm tired of feeling helpless as a parent. Yes, my kids are grown adults. My oldest is 28, my youngest is 25. And I thought by teaching them what I learned, which is you work hard, you get a good job, you're going to get the things in life that you need. Worked for me, why wouldn't it work for them? Because it doesn't. Because the world is f- changed and now I feel like I see them struggling and before my generation comes at me yes I understand struggling is a part of life we all struggle but there's a difference between struggling and drowning so we struggled and it was tough but you know what we made it we knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel with our struggle it seems like kids today no matter how much they struggle they just get further and further down the water into the drowning point when I was their age I was making less than ten dollars an hour and I can afford to live on my own. Now you have to be making six-figure salary to get a decent, tiny little place to live. So what the f*** is going on, and how do we help them as parents? I told my son, all you have to do is work hard, go to college, or join the military like I did. He went to college, got his degree, got a full-time job. He moved back in with me right when he graduated from college because he said, hey, Mom, as soon as I get a job, which was within two weeks of him getting out of college, maybe take me two months, and I'll save up enough money for me to move out. Okay, cool. It's been 10 months. He is. Has- this is long
2: yeah should i skip I, this whole video though
1: i don't i think it's valuable okay maybe we
3: end it there but um she's not wrong but i think if so there's a difference between like going to college if that's you know depending on what job you're looking to get mm-hmm. i think trade schools make a lot more sense for a lot of people and going to a four-year college or six-year whatever to get your degree in you know bioethics maybe isn't the best plan if you, if that's not really your path, I think there's a lot of people that would be better served by just going to a trade school, learning a trade like you did, and making a solid middle class living. But for the most part, kids aren't told that or aren't pushed in that direction. Mm-hmm. They're told to get a four year degree, maybe move on from there um, by
2: some know, guidance counselor. Who went to college right, and then ended up telling something you middle love, schoolers like, what to do,
3: right? Right, and that's, I mean, look at where the gaps are in the economy, where we're missing people. It's it's those kind of jobs more than any other.
2: That's true. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, yeah, look for somewhere where you'd be valuable, right? Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, the whole term. thing,
3: what was it like five, six years ago was whole, learn to code? Like, yeah. that was the whole thing. Yeah. Like, and imagine if code. you
2: listen to that.
3: Yeah. Now AIs can do it better Fuck. than you. So That's terrifying. You, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, wait, so that means that other people were right? <laughs> yes. Uh, was there an argument with them? <laughs> Did someone just win? Okay. Um, let me play. I wanna play some clips about Hawaii. I I don't wanna get out of the, how about that without talking about Hawaii. Yeah. Um, I got- Isn't that something? Oh, no, it's too late for that.
6: Oh, how about that? Damn it. Isn't that something?
2: All right, let me play this clip that Toaster sent. This is- um...
3: Government space laser did actually cause the Lahaina wildfire. See, look.
4: Yeah, no, I wish, I wish it was the big bad government's fault so I'd have some reason to like rebel, but no, No, I'm a bird on my bridges. Scott's the CEO of Hawaiian Electric, and the company predicted these wildfires last year when they asked the government for money so that they could trim down the trees that were touching their power lines. But not. instead of trimming some trees so they don't topple over power lines during hurricane season, it, it's probably cheaper for Hawaiian electric to just buy out all the
2: politicians that are running that country. We'll just fucking roll the dice.
4: A new lawsuit alleges the utility knew of the risks for years and failed to take steps to prevent catastrophe.
2: Yeah, that could clip and go on for another two minutes or we can just talk about it. You've seen the videos where, they, um, where, where there were power lines down. It was affected by, obviously, a hurricane. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they're not unaware of what they're what risks they're exposed to as a company like they have a whole divisions that make sure that they're covered right absolutely so they did in some way approach this and um to think that they went through a lobbying route rather than addressing the issues is just disgusting or an insurance route maybe you know
3: yeah I, I didn't know that detail we talked on the show previously about this and whether or not they'd Been properly investing in their infrastructure, and if they had, and you know, shit still happened, sometimes shit happens, sure. But if they saw this as a problem, um, potentially, and then tried to lobby the government to get some money to fix it and didn't do anything else, that's that's pretty
2: right. Um, on the subject of Hawaii, one of the things that comes to mind as a former libertarian is the concept of the Jones Act. Uh, let me play this clip from the reason podcast called why we or They're doing a mini series called why we can't have nice things talking about a few. Oh, principles. you sent me this. I didn't get to it yet. Okay, cool. Well, let me play about a minute of this. So um, the Jones Act basically. Well, they'll describe it. So why should I? If you want to move
10: cargo from one American port to another from mm-hmm. Connecticut to Long Island, it is literally illegal to do so on a ship built anywhere else in the world.
2: Connecticut to Long Island is like a very short distance on water. far But be. you have to drive all the way down through New York and then up Long Island. Mm-hmm. Okay.
10: Thanks to the Jones Act. The Jones Act basically says if you want transport goods by water between two points in the United States, you have to use a vessel that meets four conditions. That's that it's flagged and registered in the United States. You know, so it has an American flag, uh, just like you register your car in a state. You register. So
2: you should think right away. Sure, buy American. Like I don't want you using some Korean boats to do this. Like you know, get like get an American boat to do it. Vessel in the United States, as opposed to a foreign country. I mean, it
10: says it has to be American crude, uh, as opposed to a foreign crew. Yeah, it has to be seventy-five percent owned by Americans. All right, and the vessel has to be built here. Fuck in the United yeah, States, and American that's a very jobs. Unusual requirement. This is Colin Grabow, a research fellow at the Cato Institute and one of the premier experts on the Jones Act in Washington D.C. Of course, we have similar laws for, say, you know, airlines. You can't, you know, fly Singapore Airlines within the United States, but you can use a foreign-built airplane, an Airbus. There's no issue there. What's whatsoever but for some reason when it comes to things that float uh we mandate it has to be built here in the united states problem there u.s shipbuilding is extremely uncompetitive to the tune of four to five times more expensive than vessels built abroad so why does this Uh, odd rule exist in the first place
2: like actually that's a they're not going to talk about it anymore like let's get into why it exists but since i'm not going to play another three minute clip the, the the they're more expensive in america by what what did they say three to five times three four times three yeah. to four times that's we're not talking about like oh cool it's thirty thousand dollars so it's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars no we're talking about things millions. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The i mean norwalk so, yeah
3: i was just gonna <laughs> say he, he used the uh example of um what did he use uh, not boats but
2: uh, if, uh, airplanes
3: airplanes okay what about trucks you can also like use a foreign truck to move
2: goods across the country. No shit, why? right? <laughs> like, yeah, like, which they are it doing matter? because since why does people that matter with boats. So since people can't, so so what we're gonna get to because long story short, yes. since it costs so much to build those boats, they don't make boats here. So we don't have a shipbuilding industry. We don't have American ships on the water, and so you have to buy cars from japan and then load them up and drive them from connecticut up long island which is horrible for the economy it's horrible it's so for, for the, the environment. environment and it's terrible for like just people's lives because they should be able to drive to work faster without these goddamn trucks on the road
3: right that's also that also that
2: um oh and yeah, also that you know we i don't have a direct connection but i guarantee you it's fucking over hawaii right now because there aren't those boats
3: yeah when you sent me the news story about that I, I was like, you know, I've always heard the pricing in Hawaii is insane. You know, like a bag of potato chips can be just some ungodly amount. But I always assumed they're just obviously they're an island. Every, almost everything has to be imported and they don't have that large of a manufacturing base. because They don't have that much space. Um, but then you add this on top of it and it's just like three or four or five times worse.
2: Right, right. There's another subject they're going to get to. Let me play it.
10: The
3: Jones Act pretty
10: much goes back to the founding of the country. Back in 1789, one of the first acts of Congress was uh, to pass a very heavy tariff on the use of foreign ships. By the 1860s, 1870s, we started to see U.S. ships, far from being some of the cheapest in the world, tend to be 25 to 50 percent more expensive than those built abroad. This is a very predictable outcome. You know, uh, an industry that is not exposed to competition
2: does not remain competitive. Hey, guess who wrote that bill? Uh, Mitch McConnell
8: what <laughs> in 18 so, whatever so I think
2: it was
3: 1789 so, <laughs> i mean he's not too far off yeah not okay. too far off yeah it's that's incredible that some sort of legacy legislation like that that made perfect sense then obviously as he said it makes perfect sense then makes zero sense now Our our economy has migrated from a manufacturing economy to a more knowledge-based economy even without the competition from other uh, countries and shipbuilding we would have had less manufacturing capacity for that sort of thing that's going to drive up prices uh it makes absolutely no sense
2: Why, yeah, we're was, right ourselves right the then the, there's a lesson from this is that like uh protectionist-based policies aren't effective or they're not good to have as permanent things yeah have the them long term certainly have them yeah. sunset and have to be renewed like that uh, would make more sense yeah and yeah okay i have other thoughts but we got a lot of clips uh, yeah, yeah. i did talk about it on friday how they had no sirens yeah. uh how the sirens didn't go off, but the, you know, the design of the sirens and the drills that people were taught is that sirens mean go to high ground because it means the tsunami's coming. And in right. the case of the fire, it was going towards the water. Therefore, that was the logic of them for not using it. I think that makes sense. I don't know, man. I, I agree. I would have to know a lot more about that, that I'm open to hearing like I, you know, I'm open to hearing, hey, they've done this investigation. It turns out, yeah, that guy just couldn't access the files that day. And he's using this as an excuse. I don't know, whatever. Um, but, I mean, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, you know, that it's a good reason to take an excuse that is reasonable and move on on that. Like, we don't yeah. have to believe it was fucking space lasers, Marjorie, I, <laughs> that she said space lasers for other things. Uh, I do have a wackadoo of the week that um, ah. I, I'm really proud of this one because I, I don't know if you go to the same spot mentally when you hear this.
1: The Maui fires began on August 8th. Today's the 15th. And I can order a book on Amazon called fire and fury. And it's the story of the 2023 Maui fire and its implications for climate change.
2: Um, it's cool. If you forgot how ChatGPT GPT exists, it's new. Like you should be able to hear that and just be like, shit, you're right. I'm going to delete my post. Um, also written by Dr. miles stones, uh, I'm sure he's a real doctor. It has thirteen reviews. You bitch like like you just <laughs> forgot that they can like have a computer write a whole book for you like
3: well, and also you could have. It-
2: and it's an e-book. Oh,
3: you could yeah. have a manuscript already written about environmental impact and negative impacts to society, and then this event happens. You add on that chapter, and boom.
2: Why would anybody be writing a story about environmental impacts yeah, as why? like that? That doesn't know. seem reasonable at all, though. Like you'd have to tell me that there's some sort of like societal connection that people would be interested in learning about that from. Huh. Yeah. All right. How about that? Isn't oh, that well, something? It's not that is. Oh, it is Isn't that segment? Something? Wow. <laughs> 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 um, okay. Um, Let me just play this. This is our real wackadoo of the week, and then we'll go to lunch, okay? Okay. All right. This is... uh, Who sent this? Who sent this? I did found this. Oh, you found it. I found it on my own. This is... uh, So it's a World Economic Forum, so I was like, all right, I'm on board. Atlanta didn't ever burn. You know, I'm always down for a nice World Economic Forum clip. Of course. Um, let, Let me play it. Economic forum, their logo is six six six, six six six. Do you see it? So their logo where there's three O's. Well, there's an O in each world Jesus. There's an O in each word, World Economic and Forum. And they have this like semicircle crescent in the background behind those three words lined up so that it intersects all three circles. Not even at the same point in the circles, but they call each of those intersections a six. Which is clever. Why would you put your devil marks on it? Like you can keep that part <laughs> a secret, and once you bring people into the club, you tell them like you don't put it on the. Yeah. App. Okay. Nobody talks
7: about CERN, right? In the Bible, Revelation nine eleven, God tells you where. <laughs> Hold on, Revelation
2: nine oh, eleven. <laughs> That's coincidental. God tells you where
8: Satan dwells. Revelation 9 And guess where Satan dwells? The former yeah, temple of Apollyon, which happens to be Geneva, Switzerland. Geneva, Switzerland. <laughs> guess
0: where certain <laughs> located?
2: I don't know, but apparently when they wrote the Bible. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Revelation was like 300, 400, something like that, right?
3: Yeah, So uh, they totally knew about Geneva, Switzerland. Yeah, got
2: it. Do you want to you know a cool fact? I learned the word goth I'm, is a Greek uh, retranslation, rewrite, or whatever reiteration of. Um, remember in in Armageddon, there's this, the place of Gog and Magog. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Gog and Magog um, are that so that that refers to historically, like when that was talked about Gog and Magog, that was like areas past like the Caspian Sea and up like northeast of where civilization was in the Mediterranean world in the Persian world. Yeah, like and where the elves lived. So sure, before. you can make that up, right? So the yeah, Go- yeah. the people of Gog and Magog were initially, it was written in, in as like, or it was talked about as, um so I'm talking about, excuse me, I'm I'm talking about how Gog and Magog were written in Revelation, mm-hmm. but that was a term for peoples out in that like hinterland Especially other yeah that were yeah. unclean was how it was always
3: they might as well be dwarves or whatever
2: no but the word unclean is the important part they're yes, like not unclean yeah. like they don't wash but like impure right yeah. um and that goes back for centuries before when revelation was written um the thing that's interesting about that is where that place exists was always moving back as the current civilization expanded. Oh, expanded. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, it's over there now. And then eventually <laughs> no joke. Eventually they met Chinese and they're like, Oh, there's, well, there's these steppe people that communicate with China. Turns out Gog and Magog were these step people the whole time. Oh, I talked wow. about Greek from the beginning. Goth is the yeah. Greek re wording of Gog Magog. and Magog. It's like wow. goth or something. Yeah. But Goth. Goth means those unclean Satan worshippers. In and in, in Revolution, they're the people that worship Satan, is the people right. of Gog and Magog. Okay. Did case. I connect that back to whatever the fuck I was talking about? I think you did. Okay, I think good.
4: You did, yeah. Geneva, Switzerland CERN folks they are trying to create a uh, particle colliders They are trying to create portals to other dimensions. That right. is what they are doing, and this is the type of Ritualistic stuff that they do prior to them doing all their science stuff So they say it's all science, science but there's a lot of spirituality and interdimensional stuff going on, too You're hundred percent correct. All He's hundred stuff- percent correct
2: all connects alan why don't you just back me up when i say stupid shit like that you're 100 (laughs) percent correct so that guy literally said cern its own entity like underground praying to god they don't make black holes and the fact that i don't know 900 years ago somebody was like the place of the beast is this location up in gaul somewhere and they're like well now that's modern day geneva and he's like yeah they act like they're just doing science but there's a bunch of spiritualness and then you could be going, yeah, Dustin, you're 100% correct, like he did. Really-
8: these people are always- satanic people. You see the statue that's of Trish- Sh- Yuck, Shiva right, the- right there in front of CERN. That's Yeah, the God- yeah,
2: these are satanic people, Shiva. I always,
3: I always like it when people use the word stuff in talking about science. Science stuff. <laughs> science stuff, okay. yeah. Oh, and by the way, they're not trying to make particle colliders. They, they- are. <laughs> that happens yeah sorry to tell yeah you, yeah
2: and no they man. we're still here yeah no
3: black hole we're good
2: you know what though there is a lot of stuff that's downwind from that and you know what stuff. if uh, more stuff I, I didn't say science stuff dickhead don't you fucking try to do that shit to me <laughs> i i was gonna say this that uh so in so there is a way of thinking that, that this is going to be my just asking questions before we get snacks mm, okay um when there's a there's a line of thinking that the universe split when cern launched and we are downstream from that hence you know trump is president cats and dogs living together you know joe biden actually so joe biden retired from politics and you're telling me that four years after that he's the president and he might get reelected. i'm sure this is the real reality and not just the fucking <laughs> fantasy land from the split so this is the, what the path that we went down after things right. went crazy after cern launched its particle collider
3: we took a right when everybody else took a left yeah we, we went we should have, i knew i should have turned right at
2: and Trump. it wouldn't have been hillary Always. that's the thing you think i'm saying it would have been hillary no it would have been barack obama's third term <laughs> anyways that's not my question my question is Along that same line, I seem to notice all these rapid advances going on in things like AI. So things that I was aware of, there was there was like ChatGPT3 existed prior to me having a significant life event. And since I... Remember that time that I got shocked at work and I lost consciousness? I do, yeah. Okay. So I've been told that I came back to consciousness. I went to the hospital. I came home. I've lived my life in every way that I have since then. But what if the last few things that were like major inputs just continued in radical ways and you know, chat GPT four, all this AI taking over people's work lives? Um I can I mean I can get into this more. Like, so what you're like, saying, are you positing like, that you're the, I'm you're saying- the branch yeah. No, no, not for like everyone. No, 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 okay. no, no. What I'm saying is all these advances in like cancer and Alzheimer research, stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. These uh, uh, the, the, like what if I'm having that like 30 seconds of um, reality oh. time, but I'm like five layers deep in inception and I'm right, getting right. to experience several years of what the rest of my life feels like. And it's just the perfect version of that. And okay, I've got I Natasha and my dogs and like, right. If this is what that feels like, I'm fine with that. I hope, I hope so. Um, but that would well, suck. If I'm
3: living in your reality. Can you just make it a little bit better? I would, I'd appreciate it. Uh,
2: I don't Maybe. feel like I have control over that, but I'm going to try. And if things <laughs> okay. get better, can we come back to this? I'm going to put that in the book. I have a, um, I have a sheet that I'll share with you and it's our book. It's where I have, we have the over or under on Trump, uh, the number of times Trump, um, perjures himself. Oh, and I, I also, I said. uh, I think we have it at seven and a half. Oh, okay. I'm under, right. I was over. Are you sure? You said nine. I said six, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so right now we're saying my, my reality. So if things get better, I get credit for being <laughs> the Lord of this realm
3: of this current reality. Right. Okay.
2: Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have another question to ask you. That's just another thing I want to put in the book. Do you think okay. Bonnie, uh, Fannie Willis, or Jack Smith are going to be an attorney general? Oh, well, I say yes, but you probably want to say yes too, just so we can both say yes.
3: Well, I'll say I don't think Jack Smith will be. Really, I think I he's more
2: likely to. I don't know and she's a woman. She's probably pregnant he... or something. You know,
3: I'm not sure. If... I don't know if he wants
2: it. Maybe really? he does. I don't. Why know. do you think not... that?
3: Just my general Hunch. observations of his personality. Huh. I, I don't know that he really what wants What about Merrick
2: spotlight. Garland makes you think he wants... That's fair enough, think fair he enough. wanted to be a fucking judge. Yeah, <laughs> Get all these that's lavish trips and hang out with... Uh, what's a black judge man's name? Oh, uh Thurman okay, Thomas? Okay. That's not right. Yeah,
3: Thomas. No, I said Thurman. No, Ginny Thomas and Judge Tom- Clarence Thomas. Clarence. It's yeah, uh, nice I Fawny's got some ambition for sure. I could see her. Yeah, that I could see that one.
2: Okay, so you so say Fawny? No,
3: Jack. Yes, Fawny.
2: Fawny Alan, me Jack. Okay, well Natasha's home, so I better get going. Oh, right, I'll be was, right back. Uh, yeah, see you on the B, B side, covered in sequins, <laughs> just for you. Hey puppies. Hey buddy, how was the
7: this is the B-side of our platter, sports fans, and I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins.
4: <laughs> in the canyons of your mind, I will wander
5: through your. I'll your be right
3: back. Go Got back. it.
5: To the ventricles of your heart, my dear. I'm in love with you again. Uh, Cross the uh, mountains uh, of
1: your chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a I dog fiesta. There.
5: There.
3: <laughs> <Dude. laughs> so while you're gone. I hear like her, she's, like out there playing with the dogs. and I hear like talking to them with little tippy taps on the on the floor, right? And then you're like, "I'm gonna go take a leak," and then you go, "Tosh, talk to Alan." And, do you remember what she said?
2: No, I didn't hear. Her. Oh, she said she had to take something off.
5: Yeah, she literally said, "I'm gonna go take
4: my clothes off," and I was like, "What the?
2: Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? You know, you living with a showgirl? Yeah, this is what, yeah, you know, what the life's like."
3: You can listen back to that recording and hear me laugh. Oh, I good. So I good. look yeah. forward to that.
2: I'm not, you know what? Yeah. I'll include it. I even thought I was like, there's a sound where it dips in the song. I'll probably be saying, "I'm <laughs> uh, what do you say we come back to doing the show? huh? Let's do it. All right. Oh, so I've made a, a permanent change to the show sheet template. So we always do best of the right, best of the left. Yeah. There's a third party in America and we need to address it. So we'll do best of the Trump cult. So, our first segment of politics will be the Trump cult. Um, I have this question written down here that I really haven't used yet. And uh, I really think that it's time to, oh, you know what? Excuse me. I know I have good ones. And I was looking at an old sheet. That's what's going on. Forgive me. Okay. No worries. Oh, the debate's tomorrow night. I know. Uh, I know. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Well, send me timestamps. I'm not watching it. <laughs> um, I will definitely watch Yeah. You watch that. the three hours of cable news. I'll listen to the podcast. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got All it. Right. Got it. Um, did, uh, hey, did you know that if Trump uses his advice of counsel defense, he'll have to waive his attorney client privileges?
3: <laughs> I did know that, so, which is it's really pro- funny. Probably not going to use that, right? Probably not going to do that. Because yeah. what does
2: that mean? That means that they'll be able to be like, cool, can I see your fucking phone? <laughs> like... yeah, exactly.
3: So, yeah, because, I, I mean, if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Right. Like, you can't invoke that and then not allow the prosecutors to see what your counsel
2: said. Right. Like, right. Oh, yeah. Because like, you could just be like, he told me that I was the son of God. Right. How can I right. not? Yeah, sure. Sure. We'll prove yeah. it then. Yeah. Prove it. Yeah. Walk on water. Water and wine. Leprosy. You can go down to Florida and cure the lepers. <laughs> you know about that, right? There's leprosy in Florida. Yeah. Uh, you still have to have a lot of contact and there's a cure. So it's not like.
3: And the, most people like the, it's a very small percentage. Still of the biblical.
2: Actually, still biblical. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to play this. Thrash sent this in. I wonder if you remember this. This was the old debate.
0: In fact, one of the prizes of this country
7: is the peaceful transition of power. 2016 and no debate. how hard-fought a campaign is, that at the end of the campaign, that the loser concedes to the winner. Not saying that you're necessarily going to be the loser or the winner, but that the loser concedes to the winner and that the country comes together in part for the good of the country are you saying
6: you're not prepared now to commit to I'm that principle What I'm saying is that I will tell you at the time I'll keep you in suspense Well okay?
2: that's that's I don't want to listen to Hillary Can I not listen to Hillary like that yeah, was I didn't play this week listen to fucking Hillary Um <laughs> yeah like and I remember that was fucking news and then it was like you know a weekend and the new news cycle and we just pretended like the major candidates and like I I just yeah. He told you what he was going to do. Oh, he telegraphed it exactly. I told people he's never leaving the office and they called me hyperbolic.
3: Yeah, I remember that. You had TDS,
2: yeah, TDS. That's right. Um, I've got a few clips from the Lawfare podcast. I think each of them are plus over a minute long, so that means got to stop and interrupt and do some talk and talk. Mm. So here's the first one. This is that Roger Parloff guy. He's their old timey, like Buzz Burbank style reporter who uh, senior editor, senior editor, yes, Something like that, yeah. very, senior very senior editor, senior. yes, uh, but a very sharp legal mind. So uh, let me yeah. play this. I think I
3: like it when he gets kermodgeny. I do
2: too. Mind. Yeah, I do too because he's very professional and when he yes. breaks into that it's like okay you've offended his ethics and he needs to <laughs> right. yeah yeah um so this it whole clip often but. right right so this whole clip is about how juries don't care if defendants believe that they're if the defense so like we talked about right if the so what am i trying to say legal counsel thing so, like
3: no so one of the defense strategies that has been brought up as something that trump's uh, legal team might attempt is to say that Trump truly believed that he had won the election One. and so so all of his actions post that are you know they're under they're the not, advice
2: of his counsel they're they're Well
3: they're under, not only are they under the advice of his counsel but he wasn't doing it maliciously he really believed that you know he had been wronged in this election
2: but in Which reality is- those were the two people that had something to gain from him believing them and the only people that believed that meanwhile he had more legal counsel Emphatically and logically explaining why that is not, the, and begging him not to take the steps. Not take.
3: just, not just legal counsel, senior cabinet members. Um, you know, uh, you know, people who were in his circle, uh, his vice president. You know, like, you know, it wouldn't it be funny if he? he
2: do, you, do you know how he always makes good insults for everybody with their nicknames? Mm-hmm. What nickname would you think he would come up with for Mike Pence? I wonder if it's to say I'm writing one down. I will show you. <laughs>
3: Uh, something about no lead in his pencil pence I don't not know that's
2: no come on it's always like good. a lame description don't, you know, don't have to be always... creative honest uh, honest Mike Pence be honest, honest. Mike Pence that's <laughs> he what he said he's game. too honest they called him too honest he would use yeah. it as an insult and it would work with his cult I almost said the c word Alan
3: <laughs> we say that word
2: now we do say cunt in this house I'm a cunt I'm a cunt um, oh so wait I have more right don't I have more
8: why is this clip just spinning on the plane? People are overthinking oh. this a bit. That, you know, we do think that Trump has an unusual state of mind because we know that he has this refusal to face facts, and it seems like, well, how are we ever going to prove subjectively that he's uh, he's lying? You know, we rem- remember the uh, he uh, insisted for a very long time that Barack Obama was uh, born Siege in uh, Kenya. So, um, but I think... While Trump's refusal to face facts is unusual uh, for an ex-president, it's not unusual for a white-collar criminal, and juries don't have a problem with this. Typically, I think a very recent example is Elizabeth Holmes, a pretty you know somebody completely incapable of seeing herself in the wrong. But but you go back, Jeff Skilling of Enron was another example.
2: Yeah, Skilling, or even that Skrelly guy, right?
8: Yeah, I mean, so Elizabeth
3: Holmes from Theranos, you know, believing that her test actually worked uh, or claiming to. Um, I, I, I think that Parloff is being a little bit optimistic here. You know, I wouldn't generally categorize him as an optimistic person. No. The only thing I would say is this segment is in the Trump cult um, segment of our show sheet, and I think that show for, sheet, for at least for at least the last six, maybe six and a half years there has been an alternate universe in which Trump exists. And like, I I I said that before we went to half. Yeah, but I'm hesitant to rely on what his normal instincts are about juries. I I don't know if, if any normal, Oh, I get that.
2: Yeah, I get that. They talked about that later on in the show. Did you hear that? I did. I heard. How did they address that? I forget right now. Well, I mean, when when they pushed uh, him on that, um, they ultimately settled on agreeing with him despite pushing back. I think
3: Wittis, would have said, look, I think that if, if, if Parloff is saying that, he's seen enough uh, cases to kind of know what he's talking about, essentially, what's happening.
2: <sighs> yeah, but I mean, because what he's really talking about is when you're on a jury, you live in that milieu, and that's not something that people that watch TV see. It Actually, I think this sure. clip plays that, so this is the next I mean, clip. Oh, yeah.
3: Have you served on a jury?
2: No, thank God.
3: Oh, I have. I have. And I, I would say it is, um, it is perspective shifting.
2: I mean, I you you would take it seriously. You, you take it very seriously because
3: yeah. you consider yourself. What if I was on the other end of this?
2: Like we uh, think that situation? we think about these things all the time, but we don't. We go no, home and we you're live our lives. In that
3: moment, and you're like, okay, I'm a jury of this person's peers, and if I were to be in his his or her seat, I would want a jury of my peers to treat me fairly. Whether you know I was in the wrong or not, I want them to treat me fairly. And anybody that is
2: too particularly biased, jury selection weeds out. And we're thinking they're like, no, there's only two types of people in this world. No, there isn't, there's people listening untaken, and they're going to aim for people like us,
3: right? Right? Well, I mean, except for that one dude with the um that John Cusack played with the tobacco trial, remember? He was, you know, he
2: was, I don't remember. Is this Inside Man?
3: Yes, I think it is. My friend
2: lost his virginity to that movie, and he would always talk about (laughs) it. such a weird movie. Well, but he thought it was funny that it was at the theater and that it was called Inside Man, and I was like, yeah, but it was a chick. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it would be funnier if he was gay, right?
8: Yeah, but that's still a great story.
2: It is a good story. But you get the inside pun. I understand. Oh, good.
8: I get jokes. Bluff with them. You can't give them you know, little soundbite defenses. Those backfire. And so what I did in my article is I I looked at – those false statements and other indicia of, of bad faith and malevolence. Indicia. <coughs> and I uh, divided that uh, into. Uh, I came down with uh, ultimately uh, that there were eight what I called anchor lies, and I, I don't think I'm making this up. I mean, six of them are highlighted in paragraph 11 of the indictment. Trump's lies. These are the these are the whopper election lies which he, you know he's going to show that Trump made over and over and over, despite numerous authorities explaining to him that they were false. And, and then in addition to those anchor lies, you have 16 ancillary lies, many of which are breathtaking. There are six of what I call flapping red flags of bad faith. These are the ones you've all heard. These are things like, Find me eleven thousand seven hundred eighty votes, or him saying to vice president pence you 're too honest, honest or him saying mm-hmm. to, uh, to attorney General Rosen, uh, just say the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and That's then, clear, on yeah. top of that, even you have nine instances of uh, just really shocking malevolence where he 's a willingness to to malign or or defame or even Risk injury to innocent people who get in his way. People like those low-level election workers, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. And so, so-, so the
2: problem is, and it'll play. There's like 10 seconds left. But the problem is, Trump lives in this world where he gets to change the subject. That Gad Gallup fallacy, right? Mm-hmm. Gad, yeah. gash, Gallup. I get it wrong all the time. It's, I think it's Gad. Gad Gallup fallacy, where you you know you just bring up a new, more scintillating topic, and you and you keep things right. ever. It's it's a Ponzi scheme of conversation. Yeah. Yeah, right,
3: you just you just open the fire hose and so like wide bef- open before
2: you, you ever settle the previous you. thing, you're upset about the right. new thing. And right, right. but like the thing is, when you are within the constraints, constraints of confines and constraints of a courtroom, mm-hmm. you don't get to use that, and right. we don't get to see that perspective as you described earlier because we don't get to live through that. The jury does. That's how they could find the you know the I also know. they also never some cops of, except for some one. of
3: one. The- some of the magic I'll say quote unquote magic uh, that Trump has when he's speaking to a large crowd is his ability, his, his rhetoric, mm-hmm. his ability to be that, like the pre that Baptist preacher, well, sure. I don't a lot of religion, but the preacher kind of vibe where he uses his rhetoric to get people going and to get them on his side, yeah. get them pumped up. That's, he's not going to have the ability to do that in a courtroom. Like, first of all, he's not really even talking probably. I doubt his attorneys would let him take the stand, but He just doesn't have the ability to do that and have that sort of influence over the people in that corp, like he does on a, you know, at a rally.
2: Right, right. Where he can talk to them like that preacher with that cadence where he says things like
3: that's just calm
2: or (laughs) haven't even had
10: the Holy Ghost
8: coming
2: you, you know? Right, right, Right. I think there's 10 seconds left. Hold on.
8: On TV, you can talk about, yeah, well, you know, he really believed it. But when you when you get in the swamp. Uh, it's just, it's just overwhelming. It's just crazy. It's just
2: crazy, man. It's crazy, it's crazy. crazy. Uh, let's get to best of the right. This is Rhino Ron De Santis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good nickname. I don't know. Maybe, it's pretty good.
9: Yeah. We, we, we have a strand in our in our party that views supporting Trump as whether you are um, a, a Rhino or not, and so you mm-hmm. could be the most conservative person since sliced bread. Unless you're kissing his rear end, they will somehow call you a rhino. So it's been totally detached from principle. We 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 have a.
2: I like that he's talking about like the finer aspects of a rhino, which is just a stupid fucking word. Like it's basically saying like you're a poser on political. It's like, well, right, I'm exactly. more of a Republican than you, therefore you're not a Republican. It's like you're making I'm not a Democrat. Like why? Like what? These words shouldn't matter to you. It shouldn't matter to you when someone calls you that, and like, I mean, I get it. You try to deflect and ignore it, and then people start using it because Donald Trump said it. And but he would be again. so much.
3: He would be in such a better place if he would just confront this. If he would Explain. just take it on head on, like Christie, I think he'd be oh. in a far better place. By the way, I was. I was
2: watching. He can't get over his past. He endorsed him too much in the past. He'd be a there hypocrite.
3: Was, <laughs> I was watching a um, a political pundit who does like debate uh, training for. Politicians, right? That's probably not the right version. You know what? That
2: guy saying. better catch on to Ron DeSantis because he's young enough. Sixty-year-old Ron DeSantis could be. I was the guy who had a career, and then Trump fucking burned me. Here's what I've learned from hitching my wagons to him.
3: Interesting, interesting. Anyway, so this this uh, debate strategist—I think that's a more accurate okay. term—he um, said that DeSantis has tells when he's upset or yeah. exasperated uh-huh. during a debate, and then they showed videos of it. Holy shit. So he starts to like grind his teeth and move Ooh. his jaw left and right when he's like uncomfortable or exasperated or. Sort I've of seen life. it. Yeah, they showed like four or five instances. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, so
2: at press conferences and stuff. Because,
5: yeah. Yeah, I want to look for it.
2: Oh man, find clips of that. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, this could have been wackadoo of the week. This is uh, one of those man on the street interviews with the good liars. Um, hmm. I still can't tell if some of these guys are plants, honestly.
9: A Pfizer is owned by Pfizer. Anybody
2: take a Moderna
9: is owned by Moderna, and they're calling the species Borg Genesis.
2: It's not even a human anymore, it's a Star Wars episode, Star Trek episode, I'm sure. Yes,
9: called Borg Genesis. What, it's not even human? The people who took the vaccine, they're not considered human anymore. But wait, the people who got the vaccine are no longer, no human? longer human? No, and they're no actually human. owned, they're enslaved by Pfizer or Moderna, whoever they took the shot from. Makes so sense. they're public, yeah. they're their property. People who took the vaccine are owned by yes. Pfizer yes. now yes, and are not human. Genetics has changed, so they're not human I've anymore. never seen him so do So they're this. a Borg Genesis that's owned by Pfizer, or they're a Borg Genesis that's owned by...
2: And Borg. there you have it. Uh, we are in Laguna Hills talking to people. He just walks away from him and like closes off the interview. I've never seen him do that. He always stays and just says like maybe right. there's more to get. Just keep it rolling. But yeah, wow. How many
3: times can you say Borg Genesis? I don't in, know. Uh, I, a single so, interview. St- I think that and, yeah, that a is plant. a Star Trek term. Definitely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that guy's a plant.
2: Um, I lost yeah. my spot. Here we go. Uh, I'm gonna clip. I'm gonna skip that one. Um, oh, uh. Vivek Ramaswamy, the guy that wants to be Trump's vice president, basically, right? <laughs> so he has enough money that he he met like the capital requirement to run, like oh, a right. campaign yeah. funds requirement to run and, out of his own finances. So when so he's basically he's like if I get a, like enough people to write me in, I'll win, like I don't give a fuck, like it's my own money I want to run, which is just the I want to be in politics, so I'll pay to get it to pay the entry. Sure. And if he ends up as a vice president, that's great. If he ends up in a cabinet, that's great. He's made a career like out of just having the money. Right. And an opinion. Um, and he just says, Ameri- it, I, when I say that he's wanting to be Trump's vice president, I mean that he you, if you if you know nothing about Vivek Ramaswamy, um, I, look, I'm, I'm not saying this besmirching him. mean, he would agree with this. He is an American first that's him. Start to finish, he's American first. So, like, there's no nuance, there's no pragmatism. It's just American first. So, which, like, I, I understand the intention behind that, but it has its flaws when you make that a principle too too, sure. too strong. You have to be somewhat mm-hmm. flexible. Um, this is Earthworms Up His Ass talking about him.
5: Well, Tucker Carlson's hitting on all cylinders. It was v- Vivek Raman Swanee interview. <laughs> <Had> 55 <laughs> million views this morning. It's probably 60 million right now.
2: It wasn't him rapping, it was him on Tucker.
5: <laughs> this man <laughs> Don't loves. Strike me down, I shall come back more powerful than you can possibly imagine. He'll have 100 million views by the night.
3: This man loves talking about views. This it's like guy. his favorite thing. He does. He's Alex Jones 2.0.
2: Let me play that again. I appreciate your patience. There was a lot of dead air.
6: This Vivid guy.
2: He's Alex Jones 2.0. That's gonna be great. That's, I mean, <laughs> that'll bring you in some... It's just a game, I guess, you know? He didn't well, probably ask him to say that, but I mean, how many people did that bring in compared to how many people you may have lost anyways?
3: Well, what was Alex Jones's big the bumper sticker that sort of everybody had?
2: Uh, I don't remember. Show us 9/11. your tits. Oh, nine eleven is an inside job, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So Vivek Ramaswamy, I'll try and say it better than he did, um, has said Shwarma? on the record that he believes the U.S. government hasn't given us the whole truth. So I looked
2: for um, that clip. He says that the Atlantic uh, misquoted him, and then yeah, the then Atlantic they, said, yeah. "Here's a link to our uh, story." Proving it. And I said, okay. And I opened it and I had to have a subscription. I was like, you're not helping your case. So I go to oh, Twitter God. and I'm like, I'm, I'll find cause Twitter's pretty good at finding media clips. So I type in Vivek Ramaswamy, nine 11. You know, what comes up the interview what? with Tucker, his interviews on Fox. You know what? It doesn't show the Atlantic audio. So your paywall is getting in the way of people seeing your message and the people that want to promote their do -do wackadoo wackadoo theories have all the leverage in the world because people want to hear that it's in our nature. Alan found it. He's like, I don't have a subscription, but I saw it. I'm sure (laughs) it it doesn't change my point that that's what happens when I search Twitter. Maybe it's just because Elon Musk owns it, but I doubt that's what happened there. What's all this sound? You putting it there? I'm going to open it on my computer. There's the audio.
3: When you talk about all the things we can handle the truth about.
2: You know, I don't like you right now. I opened this on my work (laughs) phone. Maybe it has some kind of restrictions. No, I searched for that on on Twitter. Okay, well. Let me hear it. Now's your time. (laughs) Don't give me a second thing to be upset about, Alan. I opened this and I couldn't see it, and, and it doesn't change the fact that when I searched on Twitter, I norm, you normally should be able to find that. What Normals terms was I it's... supposed to use? Okay.
3: When you talk about all the things, we can handle the truth about X, you know, and you list off a bunch of stuff.
9: <laughs> One of them that you said last night is we can handle the truth about January 6th. What is the truth about January 6th? I don't you know. Well, we to? can handle it.
4: Whatever it is, we can handle it. But what government is it? agents. How many government agents were in the field? Right.
9: You mean like entrapment?
4: Yeah, it, absolutely. Why can the government not be transparent about something that we're using?
2: I, I mean, I can answer that. That's, and I don't like defending the government. But if there is truth to some entrapment, I don't believe. I, call me crazy. I don't think it was the FBI that got those people riled up. I saw the people getting riled up, and it was yeah. the president and uh, Josh Hawley with his fist in the air, and right. yeah, yeah, Alex and Jones too. And there was, you know, there were. I mean, Roger like, Stone, look, like, feel free to turn off the podcast. The Oath Keepers and those other people were involved in getting that stuff riled up. Now you can say that there were. I, I would not be surprised if there were agitators that were trying to get those people in turn riled up. I don't think that like like none of those. The problem is when you single that out, you're talking about that as if that exists in a vacuum and it doesn't. The people that were there were follow not following the president's orders, but they believed in what the president said he wants. And they are like they 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 want to accomplish what he's inspiring them to do. And I don't think that you needed the FBI to do that. And, And case in point is a lot of the people did just walk right into the Capitol. Yep, and lot, and yeah. walk around. And a lot of them also, went wild. We have, and that's the whole point, is that you have that mixed up in that group. And you had enough people there that, with or without the FBI, those people were doing that. I'm try, I, I'm not trying to fucking play both also, sides here. I'm just trying to say that like it, it's rational to realize that that many people in one place upset and agitated, you're going to get that type of an outcome.
3: Also, we have testimony from the, what, now hundreds of people who were there who were prosecuted who said that, like, I believed this and i believed we needed to take back our country i believed we needed to take a stand fight like hell and that's why i did it not because some like antifa double agent talked me into it that's that's not what they're saying right they were caught up in the moment right i understand that people get caught up in crowds totally anyways that's not this
2: no that's true the kind of tax
3: accused by terrorists if we
10: find that there are hundreds of our own in the ranks of the day that they were that they were i mean Look, so there's a difference between entrapment and a difference between
4: a
9: long time.
2: Oh, I thought it was on the...
4: And so, but I don't know the answers. We deserve to know the answers, right? We we the we people. did a JAN-6 commission. There are certain questions you can't ask. We did a 9-11 commission, and there are federal agents on the plane. We deserve to know. And if, there, if we're in a JAN-6 commission, and there are federal officers in the field, we deserve to know.
2: Just tell Oh, him. you know what? I keep thinking when he talks, and then I distract myself. What I meant by all of that, and I mean about this, is proving that point about what, what he's saying in a vacuum might be worth understanding, but in this moment, while we're trying to settle on the truth on this in a, in a way that we can consume it and then move on and then gather right. the rest of the information later, that is a distraction. Sure. That's all I mean. So if there were federal agents on the planes in nine I'd like to know about that. And I agree with you. Good point. In 2001, 2002, while they're making the commission, I can understand why they're like, I'm not going to get obsessed and distracted by that. The rest of this proves itself. I mean, mm. I, I, I have my thoughts on what I just said, but um, yeah, yeah. And I can, And I'm open to being wrong, too. I should say that.
3: I think we can put that to bed. You okay. Or, yeah. 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 I think it's good.
2: Um. I think that's it. So that's uh that's it with uh oh. I have a, I have another. So I guess I did tell you a little bit about who Vivek is. He's also the person that said that he would run the country if he was president the way Elon runs Twitter. And as he elaborated on that, yes, he did mean he would fire a lot of people the way Twitter laid people off, which i don't like the size of our federal government i'm gonna say though i don't think you should run for office saying i'm gonna lay off hundreds of thousands of people this is how we make an economy like that's gonna have its consequences too so like just from people even as someone who wants that that's not gonna be the way to do it that scares me you know like you yeah okay um okay let's get into making fun of the left because this is appropriate uh i believe in climate change but some people really should not be the um maybe we shouldn't keep promoting these fucking children to be the spokesperson from it you can stick (laughs) to the actually educated scientists that have dedicated their life to understanding it being good science communicators we don't have to be like you're 17 you're gonna inherit this world what do you think the temperature gets hot enough for
4: example um
2: he talks like andrew tate hot
4: when it gets so hot that the sweat no longer cools you down, oh, you literally ready. boil so in your own sweat. I know
0: that sounds like complete exaggeration. That's that's exactly. what, when it does, actually. I'm afraid it does sound <laughs> exaggeration. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Exaggeration in their own sweat.
4: to say that people die in fires. I've never like, heard of anybody boiling in their own sweat. His
2: or- excuse for it was to say, yeah, they'll boil in their sweat as their skin burns
0: in a fire.
4: Dave? If there's a wildfire, people die from it. If how there's a you, flood, people die
0: from it. If there's a hurricane, do you to people boil die from it. before you die? I'm, I'm, I'm,
12: this shouldn't be so funny. I'm, listen, <laughs> I, what, we, what we're
4: finding... people are dying and you're literally laughing. No, you're no we're laughing at you.
12: Claims,
4: <laughs> boiling like, to death.
7: not
2: well, so, to say so, that the climate are, crisis causes well. Tomorrow it's going to be 213 degrees and we're going to be like, fuck, that kid was right. It got past 212. <laughs>
12: if there are elderly if there are elderly people who might be vulnerable in the very very hot weather and i agree with you on that then those mm-hmm. those those care homes the people the hospitals might be looking after those people have a responsibility to keep to- those people cool and to. Pre- but
2: if you're going to come out here and say things like we're boiling and it's impossible to do that until we get to 212 degrees as a planet fahrenheit guys um yeah you're undermining the fucking message right
3: absolutely i mean this is the problem with
2: and then he gets fun. on there and virtue signals at them you're laughing you're literally laughing yeah because you're a boob or uh you know i got uh yeah uh, i
3: understand he's, he's reaching for some sort of metaphor that he thinks will prove his point but that was just a bad
2: just say, say i approach. oops sorry didn't mean literally yeah, boiling that up. yeah that's not what i meant to say done goofed,
3: goofed. name me a single objective we've ever wow. set out to accomplish let, let me that we- i think I, greta hasn't done that so i think you know
2: no she just gets Greta carried one, by like dude zero she gets carried by like two or three people that's funny and she just does that toddler look where she's like <laughs> you have to hold me all right <laughs> uh joe brandon said something amazing i don't know when oh. he fucking said this because i'm pretty sure he's been on vacation since like may but uh and they keep showing him doing things and he's like yeah he interrupted his vacation to go to maui he interrupted his vacation to go to this it's like when was he, like, the, the, it's, the right? It's yeah,
3: summer. Summer
2: vacation. Whatever. I mean, the right has a point because Donald Trump was playing golf every fucking day. Then we should be talking about Brandon being on vacation. It's fucking fine to say so. I mean, I've seen him in Tahoe and Hawaii and somewhere in Rehoboth Beach. I didn't know. I don't. Did he stop in Tahoe because going to Hawaii was too stressful? Like, I. Oh, you I, you okay. Need the massage. I don't.
3: I mean, he has a plane. So. Jeffrey
2: Epstein had a plane and got massages. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, that's just where my mind Dude, went. Sorry. Can
3: I tell you something? I, so I, hope uh, so. I fell down a, a YouTube rabbit hole, uh, I think on Saturday night, maybe. Um, and I found this video about, uh, it was like four times Reddit warned, not Reddit, uh, 4chan warned us about something. And there wow. was a, one of the times was about, uh, Epstein and Epstein Island. Dude, there was some wild shit in this video involving Roger Stone, which I'm not going to say on this podcast. Cause it's un you know, it's just libel. But, uh, Wild, we shit
2: don't like make money it. off this.
3: Uh, okay, so the, the allegation was that this guy who was posting this stuff on 4chan had started out as like a driver for some wealthy families, um, in like the Miami area or whatever the was it Palm Beach or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and ended up because he was good at his job and he was very discreet. He ended up working for various people as people came in and came out, you know, they went on vacation so abroad speak. and they would hand him off to somebody else. Jesus he, ended up for, he ended up working for Epstein ended up being on Epstein Island working for him. There's just sort of, a, damn. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he alleges that he once walked in on Roger stone. Uh, assaulting. Okay. Yeah. Got a, it.
2: Being, being a part of the, uh, yeah,
3: but it was a male. He was assaulting.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm not animals. really concerned with what gender the person is. And it was his coworker. Sex. I know. It
3: was his coworker that was being assaulted. It was a whole thing. Oh wow. The
2: Okay, yeah. the person that found out his coworker. Um No, no. It was, it was Andrew it was um Roger Stone. It was the driver's coworker. Got it. I want to ask you a question that. that's related to that. No, I'm not going to cut that. Oh. What um when were you last on 4chan at all or regularly?
3: I never really was. Really? I would see things that were blowing up on 4chan and other places like reddit but i never really i I never had i used to go on
2: 4chan all the time really like 2006 to 2010 maybe yeah so like i feel like that primed me really well for our internet like things don't (laughs) bother me you know
3: yeah i mean you could find similar rabbit holes on reddit and other places yeah
2: yeah all right um oh here's brandon
3: Name me a single objective we've ever set
6: out to accomplish that we've failed on.
2: Oh, Name wait.
6: Name me one in all of our history. Not one.
3: Vietnam.
2: Um, um, the war on terror. War the on war on drugs. The war on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, for San Afghanistan, Iraq. Um mm. God, there's a lot I, can't, I i i it's one of those things where it's so much it's like they can't there's too much pressure and they're jamming up the streams. It's clogging the <laughs> it's, tubes in my head the head's right, the right. brain's really a series of tubes kids um where are we at oh yeah uh well, I forgot to play I have like a transitionary sound where this this is put in best of the left. this is Bob Seska explaining uh right wing dog whistles. This is supposed to bridge the gap. When Republicans say it's Chicago,
5: right. they mean black. When they say Washington, San Francisco, D. they mean gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they say New York, they mean Jew. So that's how that mm-hmm. translation guide works out, right? Mm-hmm.
6: That's true. That's true. Uh, so, and, yeah. uh, and, and, and the Jews' satellite city, Miami. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah, I know. Radio <laughs> gods. I mean, I bow down before thee, wow. but yeah.
3: By the way, I, I don't think when they say San Francisco, they mean gay. Not anymore, other... right?
2: That's an old yeah, thing, right? Not yeah. for a while, It's like actually, West Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, why would you go to San Francisco and be gay when you'd be in West Hollywood? Or Palm Springs. I mean, well, okay, if you're serious, like, well, okay, hold hold on. Me and you mm. both lived in the Bay Area. Yeah, of course, like, do. the mission or what? Excuse me. Castro District is a uh-huh. thing. Certainly is a thing. But it's, like, it's all gentrified. Yeah. When me and you lived, well, when I lived in the Bay Area... Uh, Palo Alto was like the highest percentage population of like gay people. I don't know how that was surveyed, but whatever. I just remember. Yeah.
5: Um,
2: and, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's other places to live. And like I said, Palm Springs, West Hollywood. Sure. Sure. The planet, the planet. Oh, is that what you meant? (laughs) I just meant like, if you want to live in like the city, that's like, you know, right, right,
3: right.
2: (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I got an island you could live on. It's part of the Philippines.
4: Fagatoga.
2: That's the lady from uh How I Met Your Mother or Big Bang Theory. That's what it is. Big is it Big Bang Theory? Probably yes, not. Is. I think it's it is. Yeah, it is. What did I think it was then a second ago? Know. All right. Well, why don't we move on? Um <laughs> Fox tried to make fun of Joe Brandon for being well, I'm gonna skip it. Um Yeah, I'm gonna skip the kitchen fire story. Are now. No, I'm good. Let me play this. So Fox was trying to show Joe Biden talking about um, how he. uh,
12: This moment was. Oh,
2: I see. They tried to talk about how Biden was too late to Hawaii, and uh, really, they were showing his clip. I, I don't I don't have clips from him. He had like an eight-minute speech that he made in Maui today or yesterday.
3: Yeah. He talked about the Banyan tree.
2: Yeah, yeah. And from what I saw, it was a good speech, but yeah. they, they watched it, and they were like, well, we don't really have anything we can say about that, so instead, we'll just say he was too late, and uh, he lied about—he did stretch the truth in something I'll get to after this— um, oh, his house. His house. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was I in the book this. we read. Don't he's been I using that for story. for years. He recycles his stories because he's an old man. Like it's... he's like your grandpa or your uncle that always tells the funny stories around the table. But by the time you grow up, right. you're like, okay, I've heard them. Um, and
3: they, they tend to shift. Like,
2: yes, to change right. Over yes, time. yes, yeah. Like, As old men yeah. do. The yeah. uh, <laughs> so so they, so they can't really criticize his speech. They found that one thing and they said, well, he's lying. And here's oh, here's his whole series of lies, which. Is a great it's a great clip because they don't even have his best lie.
12: His proclivity to exaggerate and his lack of empathy. And on the subject of exaggeration, let's take a walk down memory lane.
6: I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. I remember spending time at the, you know uh, <laughs> go, going to uh, the uh, you know the Tree of Life synagogue, speaking with the members of church. I got a I, this one's too long. He, he said he got a job Idaho in we, 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 not a job. Idaho or something. It's such a beautiful, beautiful state. And i in a of students who walk these grounds. But I walk other grounds because I'm so damn old I was there as well. <laughs> <laughs> seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested. Anyway. What? I was appointed to the Academy in 1965. What? By a senator. Annapolis? Who I was running against in 1970 to 29 to 29 years old when I was running. He was a fine man. His name is J. Caleb Boggs.
1: Oh. Time, time. No, no evidence. Fuck, is- I don't
2: have to find. That, that was going to go into a corn pop story. I, I just, I I know this is making fun. 65.
3: Yes feel like he's just picking a number yeah <laughs> he's just like uh oh,
5: let's go yeah.
2: with five. well it was a fair. very long time ago alan like imagine that to him he was like like i mean that's that's the before time for both of us and he's like no no <laughs> sure. no. i was i remember it six was, six, five, there, is there
3: five. a large puerto rican community in delaware that i'm not uh, aware dude of. i don't know
2: what he was talking about um okay. here's him lying about actually you know what this show's gonna go too long i'm gonna cut yeah. all that out are you fine with that yeah, i'm okay. totally fine with that. all right cool uh glatsby set this in a few months ago um, I've played this before about, um, Kamala. She has a catchphrase. Can you remember it? You've heard it enough. Uh,
3: I can't remember. it. It's, uh, oh, about
2: don't be burdened about what has been or, uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah uh, there's also the passing of time and that's a different one. And school buses. It's the to one time be. you didn't say school buses.
1: Can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been, you know, what can be unburdened by what has been. What can. Can be unburdened by what has been. And
2: we and what I played this because we've we've played it a few times where she did that, but Glatsby sent in that episode or that clip where she it turns out she said that like twenty different occasions. Well, mm-hmm. she did an interview with um Sharpton, Al Sharpton, Alan Sharpton. Uh, hey Alan, I wonder if he spells it like you. And he asked her no about
6: the way you look at their good pitching and John Lewis pitching. What do you hope they look at and say? One day, some young lady is going to look at your picture the way you look at their good picture and John Lewis' picture. What do you hope they look at and say?
1: I hope they say that they they will say, I can do anything, even if it hasn't been done before. I will not be burdened by what has been. I will
2: believe in what can be. Oh man. One day. She can't even give a fucking. Day. I'm trying to pause it. I've hit the button. Okay. <laughs> she, she can't even give a genuine. Like she's in this like intimate interview setting and it's an opportunity to be like, I am not human Kamala Harris. I am human Kamala Harris. I can like relate to you and you know, connect in a real way. And she starts to, and it's cheesy, but she's like, they can think that I can do anything. She doesn't leave it there. She's like, I got a phrase for this. I got a phrase for this. Don't have to be burdened by what has been. Just so, and it's like as a phrase, it's cumbersome.
3: It's fucking ponderous. It's man. ponderous, man. Can fucking you ponderous. Me favor, yeah. Can you pull up the quote of that beauty pageant lady where she says I, she starts talking about maps? Yeah,
2: I think I have it. I should have it.
3: I feel like this is the same energy. What
2: was that, Ameri- Miss Teen?
7: Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate
12: the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe (laughs) that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have that and uh, i believe that our education like such as south africa Uh, the iraq uh, the iraq Iraq. such as such as i believe that they should uh, our education over here in the u.s should help the u.s uh, or should help south africa (laughs) and should help the iraq and the asian countries so we will be able to build up our
6: future
2: Thank ponderous guys,
3: fucking <laughs> ponderous the guy holding the microphone is like trying to stop it's fucking from jesse laughing.
2: from uh full house or it's uh slater from whatever i get those guys confused <laughs> oh my god do you get that jesse was, uncle jesse and slater confused bit, yeah. yeah uh yeah definitely okay see why you do. yeah i don't remember their names and you don't either you would have said it um hey we found out a cool trick where alan can play videos did you close yourself Alan, come back. <laughs> Thanks for coming back.
5: <laughs> particularly
2: bad case of being torn in half. How did that happen? I'm did you close your own sharing. window?
3: Yeah, I think I did. Am I still sharing?
2: Yeah, it's fine. Just leave it. Don't okay. get cut in half. Where is it? I, I tried to find the sound for that. I guess I don't have it on the board. <laughs> oh, man. Um, We're back. Yeah. Right. Um, that was a fun little Oh, detail. here it is.
6: This was a particularly bad case of somebody being cut in half
2: all right um well jesus christ we're really late into a show there <laughs> it's another battle in the culture wars oh not the culture wars they're worried about a culture war culture, oh, culture wars war. Top
7: of the culture wars <laughs>
2: uh i have a clip about rfk with ukraine honestly it's just a bunch of stuff about people making money off contracts and stuff like that and it's just ah fucking damn it fine here okay i'm just trying to save time and then i realize why i want to play it.
5: As, as, how can we do this you know, you're cutting food stamps to 30 million Americans, cutting Medicare to 15 million Americans. Well, they're not going to have any health insurance. How can we spend 100, $113 billion over there? If we had that $113 billion, here, we wouldn't have had to cut one food stamp payment. And he said, well, don't worry. The money's not staying in Ukraine. It's all coming back to
2: military contractors in the United States. Well, so that's interesting. Because then. Uh, that's uh, I gotta give him the credit. The music's fine.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Can I say? Look at,
2: you know, no. Who owns those military contractors?
0: And
5: and you see who gets on CNN to to pump up the Ukraine war? It's a bunch of former generals and colonels and.
2: Okay, I think you can say something, and I wonder if it'll be the same thing I say.
3: Yeah. All right. So actually. This is another sort of rhetorical trick,
2: right, because we all agree that the revolving door of that is bad, and right?
3: Well also so he says essentially his argument is we're spending all this money or sending all this money to the Ukraine. If we weren't sending all that money to Ukraine, then we could be improving people's lives here, right? We could be spending more money on programs that mm-hmm. enable people to feed their mm-hmm. families. But the thing is that those – so it's not a zero-sum game. It's not that – These things don't exist
2: o- within a vacuum either. Right. Yeah.
3: It's not that we can either send Ukraine money or we can feed people. It's not that. And it's not the case that necessarily if we didn't send the money to Ukraine, it would have been used for the case in point that he's made. Right. Because that's unlikely to happen based on Political, politics, yeah. not based on anything right. else. So th- it's a false – it's a false argument, essentially.
2: Like, does it even matter when the reality is that the global order post-World War II is built around people not invading their fucking neighbors? And you think that we're going to, like, start talking about this? Like,
3: Yeah, I mean, there was, there is also that.
2: Like, you can bring up things like this, but it doesn't matter comparatively, I guess, is what I was thinking. Like I said before, when you said it, like, in a vacuum, this is a big deal. But in the context of, hey... It's still wrong that Russia did that. And if we want to try to support the, like, I I don't like the words that are going to come out. Global order. I don't like it. However, I have enjoyed everything that's allowed the existence of the world network that we've had. That's allowed me to have things like Amazon Prime delivery and talking to my buddy on Google for free. Hell yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, also, though, like, so... The political reality is... I'm sorry. I
2: was born in 1982. I get to talk to you on a video phone.
3: (laughs) The political reality is also... like When you say it's not in a vacuum, the other thing you have to take into account, beyond all the things you just said, is also the political reality of what is likely to
2: pass right like you said like they're not going to go do those things right right yeah so So he makes these he talks about these platitudes and they connect with people because they're things that are important and you're a good person to be like i care about that but he can't do that but the thing is that's what we said about trump and then he goes and does that (laughs) because it takes disregarding our political system and knowing what you can try to get away with or being willing to push the envelope yeah. Which will be fun to see what happens when you try to do that in court. Buddy. All right. Um, I got anti-LBG. Okay. sent Thrasynthesan- this in. This is an emotional speech. North Carolina passed uh, some anti-LGBTQ laws. And they had a session. This is the last minute of a four-minute clip where people in the gallery made statements trying to beg the 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 state senate to not pass these laws there's one voice of reason who was trying to make an argument for them not passing this and they were interrupted by the rest of the republicans and then eventually argued to get the ability to at least finish their thought and this is the continuation of their thought and I think it would really appeal to you in terms of the type of show we do see how I didn't call it my show
1: (laughs) (laughs) The she ta- t- it's
2: hard to hear because of the echo she's talking about the yeah. fad the fad she calls it of L- anti-LGBTQ attacks or okay. of LGBTQ attacks trend. I
1: think maybe it gets you points with some people I
2: think it gets you points with some people I don't
1: want to believe
2: that the cost is tremendous the cost our communities and to give us a the cost is tremendous to the
1: communities and us as individuals I also think that this bill reflects just a profound failure to understand that other people can experience something that is not the same as your experience.
2: Is that clear enough? Did you hear that?
3: To say that people can experience something that you can't experience? Yeah, like To the,
2: no. the the lack of the ability to understand that other people okay. can experience something different okay. than you
1: experience. You have to understand what it's like to be trans, but it's a profoundly disrespectful act to refuse to accept that other people may be different than you. Ultimately, I believe it's a weakness to be able, to, unable to take another person's perspective. It's a weakness not to be able to look at something from someone else's point of view. And it's a violence to treat people as if they have no right to self-determination.
2: So I feel like these laws passing is a lot of what I've been talking about. With um, credit due to like Bob Seska, because he's been talking about this with like the children's hospitals and Matt Walsh and the Daily Wire. They're like basically patient zero with this anti-LGBTQ fad, as she calls it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you, we we can bring this into the conversation. There was a shooting in Lake Arrowhead, California, over somebody having a pride flag, a flag. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like that. Like nobody should feel like they need to commit violence over this,
1: right? And these and places, says- the
2: people I mentioned, Matt Walsh and the Daily Wire, they're the people lighting the fire. They're the pilot light for the fu- for the fuel that is potential in everyone. They've just determined that they can get popular if they ignite that fuel with their pilot light, and they're like, "What did I do?"
3: Right, and, and social arsonists. In her speech, she talks about it's a it's a failure, it's a weakness to not be able to be empathetic or understand where you know what other people might be feeling or how, the experience that they might be having. And I I I agree; those are very profound words. I think I wish um, the audio was a little bit clearer, but yeah, yeah. I mean. That that is that is a failure. That is a weakness, and I think that there is a lot of empathy missing from our current sort of political uh, engagement currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we would be well served to bring that back into the uh, the milieu.
2: Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, let's let's pivot from that. Thrash sent that in, and he said, "Play this, but I'll need a palate cleanser afterwards." So <laughs> here's our palate cleanser. This is Oliver Anthony Michael Hall. Um, Oliver Anthony talking, uh, Oliver Anthony is the musician that did the Richmond North of Richmond song. That's been all, the I mean, back.
8: we are the melting pot of the world and that that's what makes us strong is our diversity. And we need to learn to harness that and appreciate it and not use it as a political tool to, to keep everyone separate from each other, you know,
2: but this is the, uh, this is the GOP hero according to the Washington post, right? <laughs> Can you talk about what I'm talking about? Cause I, I'm, that upset me.
3: Yeah. So you're the I one with heard- a
2: subscription elitist
3: (laughs) i i haven't heard the song i I heard people talk about the song
2: you still haven't Uh, heard it
3: no i haven't listened to it how
2: dare you
3: i know i've heard people talk about it there was one gentleman in particular talked about it do you
2: like folk music i do like folk i don't even call it country
3: yeah okay so talk about the song then what have i missed
2: uh so i feel like it's almost like a woody guthrie populist okay Uh, um folk song I feel uh, I, like
3: it's a song that has been sort of taken by certain uh, characters on the right, and they've made it into like okay. They also play
2: the- Creedence Clearwater going saying that ain't me. I ain't no senator's son. Some people right. go bo- born to raise the flag as they show a fucking American flag. It's like yeah, that well, song was written sarcastically about those people, ironically.
3: Right? I, yes, I understand. My I'm sense is that the the way the the Talk, artist I'm not
2: talking to you. I'm talking to, to Wrangler Allen. <laughs>
3: My sense is that the way the artist is expressing himself in the song is not the way that it is being right. portrayed by people on right. the
2: right, and they They're and trying. and people on the left are quick to be like, "Look at the sure. new Kid Rock," you know, right, right, because right. we, we right. can't we can't possibly tolerate any subtlety, right? Right. And, and
3: so it's become a it's become a, a narrative on both sides, right? And it's and the artist, at least from what I've seen in every interview, he's, he's
2: done, talking about elitists. He wants no part of it. Like, Alan, look at, pull up a map. Pull up a map. Show me where Richmond is in comparison to Washington, D.C., New York, uh, Philadelphia, basically, them Yankees. Guessing Richmond's just south of of Washington, D.C., ain't it? It is. Yeah. Oh, how about that? So then these motherfuckers at the Washington Post are like, well, this GOP anthem by this uh, gentleman that seems to think that anybody above this line is a Republican. Well, I'm a, uh, is a like, no, he's talking about elitists. And he's talking about people. Have you read you've read the lyrics? you know what if you don't want to read the lyrics can I interest you not the listeners I encourage the listeners not to do this you know how I listen to 13 hours of podcasts a day so you don't have to super fast I listened to the all in podcast dude they they did
3: I kind of jumped off that train
2: they did the. I know I know I don't I don't it's not in my favorites anymore Um, they they broke down like lyric by lyric this song Alan, who are the people of the all in podcast? You don't have to know their names. I mean
3: they are they are elitists. They are they are venture
2: capitalists. Multi-
3: venture capitalists, multimillionaires.
2: Venture capitalists uh, are the people that help the elites become elites.
3: Yes. They're
2: yes. like, I have so much money, I want to make sure you make money and I make money off of you making money. Yes. Okay. Um so so they spent they spent the first 15 minutes of the show talking about going to some private club. And saying like this private they, club wasn't very um, it wasn't really happening, and then all of a sudden this yeah, club blew was sax up.
3: Whining about it, I've,
2: I've yes, it was Sacks actually.
3: And then Shamath was like, "Oh, you're absolutely right, Sacks." Like, and then Sacks goes, Hapatiya and then Sacks like,
2: goes, <laughs> "What?"
3: Shamath Paulo, Hapatia it was like, you know, like licking david sachs's ass yeah like you're correct you know the hors d'oeuvres were terrible they didn't have any good souffle and then
2: they go the scene just lit up because drake was there anyways (laughs) let's spend the rest 45 minutes talking breaking down this populist anthem and talking about and guess what and they're like talking about how right he is and how you know these uh, the industrial sector in the united states has lost its momentum and you know as as a society we've really lost our way and we've let these people down it's like motherfucker you are the problem
10: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's unbelievable, wow. right?
6: Yeah, yeah. I could predict what that would sound like.
2: Yeah, it, it makes you not want to listen to it, but yeah, I, really hate, I hate, I hate listen. Let's move on over to Tennessee. Tennessee held a special legislative session about oh, is this Tennessee uh, ass Tennessee ass shit? shit? So we're in the culture I wars. They um so we so the the legislative session went by really fast in one day they banged through i'm not talking about right now like two months ago they banged through all the like backlog of shit because they're it's a, they have a they have a gop supermajority. there's super one party that runs the whole fucking state so they're like cool in subcommittee we'll decide what'll go in front of the whole uh, house and senate and we'll go and vote on it we'll do They they did it in like three hours they went through like a thousand bills. They're like this one bang, this one bang, this one, no, this one bang. Like they just ran through the whole thing. I'm not joking. And then they went home and then the, the, the governor, a piece of shit, fucking, he ran a uh, service company that either he started or his family did called Lee company. Um, they're a direct competitor to my fine organization that I am an employee of, but uh, the, he divested himself and be, as he became governor, he, anyways, I, I always think about that aspect of his life. the, he called a special legislative session where they were going to address the gun violence from the shooting at covenant and the Republicans, the rest of the Republicans that aren't the governor, he's a Republican said, you know, this is stupid. We shouldn't have to come here. And they, since they're running the show, they're like, here's what we're going to do. They made a plan. And this is what it sounds like when 36 bills. No, when the entire agenda of the legislative session gets dismissed, within 36 seconds have
5: a full quorum to oh, be wow. able to conduct business today uh chairman watson you're recognized yeah, thank you mr chairman mr chairman uh, get the day started uh mr chairman i move we lay on the table the bill scheduled for today's calendar they're even uh, talking fast motion is there a second Second. there is a second on that those in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed, like sign motion passes mr chairman uh, chairman watson you're recognized i you, mr chairman mr chairman move german
2: subject to. it's conference. like a fucking race wow this is byzantine
5: it's like you listen to your podcast. This is, they're like All a the 2 All 2XB. those in favor of adjourning, subject to the call of the chair, say aye. 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 Those opposed, say no. Ayes have it. Committee's adjourned, subject to the call of the chair.
2: So, so they passed one bill dismissing uh, mental health coverage. They tabled the bill, and then they said, why don't we skip these other 36, uh, these other bills, and the meeting is adjourned.
3: I got a golf, I, I got a tea time I got to get to, like, you know.
2: The thing is, to, like, even if you like this, that should piss you off. Even if you like what they accomplished, that should piss you off, right? Like, this is not sustainable. It's like when we look at China and we're like, okay, thing is, that goes against human nature. Like, nobody wants that from their representatives. Right. If this shit costs me all my money, they get taxed. Well, we don't get state taxes here. But that I pay in my in my, in my my taxes and my property tax and all things like that. I fucking get taxed. They just don't have income tax here. Right. Uh, if this is what I'm paying for fuck no i want someone to go up there and treat the job seriously whether i like the subject or not fucking resolve it because this didn't resolve anything it is like a monarchy but the problem is it's funny i just finished that book about lafayette um yeah like man just think about lafayette by the way lafayette comes to america from france as nobility becomes a general basically out of like chicanery insists on it uh wins the revolution goes back to france is in part of at least two revolutions in france just unbelievable the the, the book's called hero of two worlds i can't recommend it enough it doesn't, doesn't end well here. for him though well, well there's four years where he's in prison but it does end well for him right. at the end okay yeah, okay. yeah.
3: all right i and do remember really. that it's very bizarre that he has correspondence and even like i think in-person meetings with like ben franklin or something in yeah. france yeah, yeah. uh The revolution is happening yeah jefferson okay yeah yep it's pretty bizarre he, he,
2: Washington He's traveled can, two continents.: Washington considered him his son, and he considered him uh, his adopted father, because he was an oh, orphan. Wow. Yeah, and an orphan, but his parents died. Uh, I guess that's an orphan. Let's move on. Um, the Oh oh, a couple of notes from that legislative session. Uh, I won't play any more sounds from like in and around the state house because there's just a mob, and there's a bunch of echoing sounds in hallways. But uh, guns were allowed in the chamber, which I'm fine with. Signs were not, because they thought people and by signs, they meant small sheets of paper. Literally, like, you know how in China they banned A4 paper from being sold because people were holding up blank sheets of paper saying they were being silenced? Right. Tell me how different this is. Because I'm fine for the Second Amendment, meaning you can bring your gun into the courthouse or the statehouse. I think that the First Amendment, arguably, I mean, I'm not saying it's more important, but they listed it first.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at the very least, if you're going to... Uh, Respect the second, you should respect
2: the first. I I would think, just numerically. And these people seem very concerned with order. They do. Okay. What do I got? Uh, You know, it's a little bit more... My only comment on this is more. It's just Byzantine banality. This is the way... uh, So I get people that don't like Justin Jones. I think it's Justin Jones. Yeah, Justin Jones. He has a young attitude to him that maybe makes people that want the old dustiness of the fucking courthouse or the statehouse like i i get that in terms of like temperament right he comes across as an activist yeah he is, yeah that's and a I good think. way to put that yeah, yeah yeah i was careful not to bring race into it because i didn't think that was the thing but i think that's what people see and i think right. there are people that are reacting to him being a young black activist uh but i would think that they are probably more triggered by the activist than the black but i think they're more triggered by the black than people that should be running government are. Does that make sense? Which is more than yes. zero, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, Okay. Did absolutely. they say that on, like, in yeah. a way that made sense? Okay. Yeah. Um, so listen to the way they address him and listen more, more than that. Listen to the way that they like, when I say Byzantine, what do I mean?
3: You mean the empire, the, the, pre-turkish empire uh, okay those...
2: but byzantine as an adjective is like oh, yes. Yes. It's, it it's... means like bureaucracy and redundancy and just like there's a system and it's a machine and there's just a banality to it right right correct okay. yes
3: yes thank like the empire Peter, strikes back as we're yes we're talking about committees i'm still seeking an answer as
9: to whether members who are stripped of committee will, will be restored to their rightful committees that you removed them from i'm on you're april
3: you're out of order next order mr clark announcements announcements any announcement point of order point of
4: order mr speaker um can you explain how my question was out of order and why we're you under, silenced my microphone can you explain under what rule
9: mr. mr speaker we were on unfinished
3: business
4: at the time of the question Representative Jones. so members can ask about
2: this the- goes on for like another minute or so. And it's just like, Mr. Jones. Okay, Mr. Speaker. Okay. All right. It's like, dude, motherfucker, you're not letting him ask what his point was. People were talking. So this is a segment of the it's a segment of their show called unfinished business. And you're supposed to talk about things that haven't been resolved yet. Somebody asked about the temperature in the room. And he said, Well, if they're allowed to ask that, why can't I ask this? I think that's valid. And it's just this back and forth and one person talking to the person that allows the other person to talk that allows the other person to address that person to say that, except they keep cutting one person's microphone off.
3: And you can almost hear the, the glee in their voice as they and the
2: condescension. Ex-
3: yeah, as they exert their power.
2: Uh-huh. Like a cop. And, like, I yeah. know you don't want this ticket. And
3: yeah, um, yeah, I can let you I go. Have- I have the button that determines whether or not you get hurt in this chamber and fuck you.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, I thought you said hurt in this chamber and I thought about Andy Ogles being hurt in his chamber and I had a moment of glee. Uh, Andy Ogles is the speaker. Um, this is, there is some reason for hope. This is another person in Tennessee politics speaking about this. This is a Republican. Um, so this is the house Republican caucus is very frustrated with the Senate Republican caucus because oh. the Senate Judiciary Committee only passed three bills. Just to say, you know what? We're not taking that up. That, that, that's really
5: unfortunate. They're, they're not just hurting Tennesseans or hurting the House. or hurting. who They're hurting people who are truly grieving right
2: now. They're, this they're, is a Republican, Jeremy Faison. Probably the only time I'm going to play a clip saying, check out this dude.
5: There's <laughs> several other bills. I, I have a bill that got out of subcommittee. Part of what we've called this special session for is for public safety. I have a bill that encourages you to keep your firearm locked up when it's in your car. It doesn't create a criminal penalty. It just encourages that. And, and I hear this argument. They say, well, we shouldn't be here in the first place. And the governor shouldn't have called us to the special session. And, Chris, I, there's, there's a valid argument to say that we shouldn't be here in this special session. I, I, I grant that. But regardless of your argument for or against that, the governor has the constitutional authority to call us here we're here there are things that we could do timely that could impact tennessee potentially keep tennessee safer and um it's just frustrating that that's not what we're doing right now the senate just to say you know what okay go ahead wow um
3: i mean he makes good points
2: i i I didn't mean to uh i think actually if i can just jump into the next one i didn't realize that i had a clip from my book lafayette i guess i did realize because i did make the show sheet uh (laughs) but this clip i think does well here i hear a lot of people over the last few years have you noticed the word democracy has shifted in tone from its meaning to perhaps sometimes be a little bit more of a negative uh certainly Mm. to more of the population than you remember five ten years ago Sure. Because there's logic to it. Democracy is what votes in the tyrants of any, you know, prior attempts at republics, right? Sure. The words liberty, equality, fraternity, republic, nation, and citizenship, instead of
7: electrifying the masses, awaken memories and fears that our opponents
2: know how to make the most of. I think it's worth remembering that in 1820... 1830, that was, that was a thing then too, you know, these are, it's, there's a tide that you have to fight against, you know, and all you can do is set up your ramparts and hope that you're strong enough when the tide comes back in. But we do this dance between wanting more authoritarian answers to what's wrong in the world while balancing what we all agree on, which is free will should be, you should have the ability to be expressed. And both parties fail at holding to providing true liberty which people struggle with the definition of liberty. I'm like, it's, it's, it's freedom with consequences. Like, it's right. easy. Like, it's really easy. It's freedom that the government won't oppress you from this. And if you do this to your neighbor, you don't get to get away with it. It's, it's simple. Like, it's, right?
3: Yeah. All
2: right, I didn't mean I'm to do that not to, diversion, tr- but the <laughs> no, first it, part. The, the first part.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to not allow Godwin to enter the chat
2: right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go there with you. You want to talk I mean, about, you want to talk about, uh, why don't you allow oh, Godwin in so I can ask a fun just asking questions <laughs> as a palate question? I mean,
3: so Hitler was elected. Uh huh. Uh, he was elected by the populace. Yeah. And it took him a few years to sort of get, you know, tear apart the, the legislature,
2: dissolve the judicial. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, but before maybe, that, to get all the people behind him?
3: Yeah. Make an enemy of the press. Um, all of those things, you know, change out civil servants for people. Who it's are it's
2: the, the oldest trick in the book for authoritarians yes. and tyrants to say that the press yes. is the enemy. And, like, God damn it, I hate the media so much. But, like, you can't fall for the trap of believing the press is the enemy. That's what the enemy wants you to believe.
3: Of course. Because it's just like it's just like the whole the, – what's that Russia uh, thing where they – they just
2: flood they the zone so many, and you lose the noise you lose the signal to the noise yeah
3: they throw so many fallacies at you that it's just like well who can believe anything it's all bullshit right. so why bother why try right. like you know that's it, it's it is part of the authoritarian playbook and people fall for it time and time again you brother your point to your point this is the you know, this is where you have to stand up and try and, you know, fight back that, that wave, right?
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and the way that happens cross generations, because what happens is a crisis leads people to believing this. They understand ways of preventing it. The next generation doesn't have to experience that. They don't understand the value yep. of it. That's why you have to have cross-generational, like, institutional yes. projects. And those institutions get wrought. They have industry capture and you have to fight that off too but it's like if you don't do that we go back to not having all the things we like where i would talk to my friend on a video phone like i lived that life less than a generation ago like like that this is very fun to have and i think we should try to hold on to it and just because russia and china want to break out of this structure that we have because they want their chance at doing they're gonna fuck it up like, we have a whole fucking system, and you're screwing up the system because you think you don't get it good. You know why you don't get it good? Because you fucked up and became authoritarians two or three decades ago. Sorry, two or three generations ago. Four. Sorry, you know what? I didn't mean to say it that way. You know what? Because you went, I, you fucked up and went authoritarian as right. we were trying to work on this project. Like, you know? We have our flaws. I get it. Like, I'm not saying the West is perfect, but this is all fucking working because of what we agreed on after World War II. And, like, i sorry, Taiwan means so fucking much to you. Like, I know that's not what it means. I know you need to conquer the whole island chain, and Taiwan's the biggest one in the way, and it helps you reunite China. Huh,
5: all right. I
2: think uh, I touch on Godwin literally everything.
3: I think Godwin successfully. Oh, you
2: want to talk Russia about Godwin? No, I, I have a great. Dustin asked questions that I've oh, been cool. afraid to ask, sure. but you brought up Godwin. Name a politician that um, actually followed through on his promises better than Hitler. Hitler.
3: Oh, Jesus.
2: <laughs> That'd be a good time to end the show.
3: Uh, Yeah, you push the button, man. Let's just.
2: <laughs> I, I honestly think so. Are you fine with that? I totally we don't have with... to talk about China or Ukraine, do we? <laughs> No. All right, well, you better drive safe, buddy. I
3: shall. All
8: right. <laughs> when a guy's banging you. Y'all let me in his damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace.
7: L M F A O. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron,
0: and if so, why? Why would
8: you say something that stupid?
0: I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. Cat turd.
7: I will not suffer this harlot. How great! An anti American Marxist!
6: Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself! Read the news!
1: China is asshole!
6: God
5: bless the United States!
8: (laughs) Now, this is
5: podcasting.